we're a little late than we usually are. We uh, we had some scheduling issues with this season, but we're here with the 2022 season preview. Joining me as always, D. Rich and Trent. How you fellas doing? Uh, we're good. I think we're both good, but we're. It feels weird doing the the pod this late in the season. If anybody had a pool going, what would happen first, the pod or the naming of an official U.S. president? Now you have your answer. The pod came first. I mean, fuck, we may have our 2023 pod before our president, before we you know who the next president is. That's a really good point. How long it take us to go through a season? Six a weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's a good bet, actually. That's actually, ooh, there you go. I need odds. Some of you guys goods with odds making. I need odds that the 2023 pod comes before or after the announcement of the U.S. presidential race. So somebody get to work on that and we'll get started on teams. I uh, b- before we go into the season, I, I do want to touch on something that everyone's talking about. Trent, what, what's your view on the draft right now? Pro draft, uh, anti draft, what? The draft in our league. Yes. I'm I well, this is not the year to ask me because I did some research to make a number one pick. I'm a first round pick. I'm very happy with him. And I don't pick again till the sixth. So I haven't really been paying attention. Uh, but uh, I, it doesn't look broadly a lot better or a lot worse than it has in past years since 21, which probably means it sort of sucks. So. Dear Rich, you sound the alarm bells. Well, I don't know what the question is still. Uh, what do is, I think is, of this is, is the draft awful? Is, is our second rounders and third rounders not worth crap anymore? No, I think that's nonsense. I think that's total nonsense. Um, I think if anything, like if you think the value of a pick's changed, it's not because, like maybe we were overpaying in the past because people really believe that they're getting a 70 overall guy in the seventh round. Uh, I like the draft. I think it makes it more realistic. Uh, the, just the general change. I think it's way more predictable. I think that's awesome. Uh, I'm looking at like my list and what my scout has his list in game at. Uh, the guy I picked was 24th on his big board and just about everyone else was taken. So I like that we have all roughly the same ideas. I think that's good. I think the draft as a whole is much better than it was. I'll be uh, a lot less fun. I think that, well, that's, it depends on what you want, right? Like if you want realism, I think this is what it is, guys. Like, sadly, right? Like, this is this is realism. Um, there aren't 80 guys that one is sitting there for the one one guy like there was every year for the first, you know, 15 of our league, right? Like, that's just not the way the world works. Um, and uh, so, I mean, I don't know what to do about it, right? Like, uh, I agree with D. Rich. I like the fact that there's some predictability uh, in the top 15, maybe even more than that. You know, I think guys that I feel like should go in the second round normally go in the second round. I mean, and so I think it even might be more predictable than that. Um, probably does make it less fun. I think Dustin was the one that made that comment last year or something. Um, and that's sort of sad. Uh, but is it supposed to be fun? Um, and is it really better to draft a guy in the seventh that you think is 55 overall and have him suck than it is? Is that really more fun? than getting a guy in the seventh who looks like he sucks and have him develop and he might turn into something good? I don't know the answer to that. So, but. Yeah, I think probably the, the perfect draft is somewhere in between. Yeah. Where the, the top five guys really do go in the top ten. And you don't get 
crazy steals in the draft. But if, you know, I was looking at a guy and I didn't see 40 contact forever, uh, it would make it a lot more fun. Yeah. I don't know. That just doesn't feel accurate at the same time. So I'm not sure. Maybe it's too realistic right now. Like, realistic past the point where it's more realistic than real life. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that there's probably a happy medium between it being, I'll bet it could be predictable and still be a little better, right? It doesn't have to be a lot higher quality. But the predictability I like. I like knowing that the guy that I'm targeting, you know, at the, my number one on the board is going to be gone if I pick even fifth, right? Like, that's good. That's the way it should be. So Yeah, absolutely. But what do you think, Jacob? Are there discussions about changing the draft? At this point, there are zero discussions about changing the draft, zero discussions regarding making first-rounders tradable. I don't see why they should be. We have that rule as for a reason. We've had that rule in place the last 22 seasons of Sky. Yep. Hasn't been an issue yet. I don't see it being an issue in the future. We don't plan on changing really anything with the draft. It's too early to tell. I mean, we have we can look at these last few drafts and see that Caleb Austin is someone that has blossomed into a number 11 spec. He was the number two overall pick in 2020, our first draft in 2020, in, uh, in OTP was, 21. And he was in OSA 75. My scout had him at 60, and he's blossomed since that. I believe he was mocked number one in the draft as well. He was. Which is a uh, good sign. I think a lot of the guys mocked in the top two or three have they've panned out. But there have also been some guys that have uh, that have sort of come out of nowhere. Dave uh, Modica, number 194 uh, in 2021. He's now a top 15 spec in the sky. Uh, Scott Beatty won one back in 2020. He's sitting right there in, uh, what, at number 24, an OSA 75 potential guy. Uh, my Scott had him at 60. Again, it's just because we're not seeing it doesn't mean it's not there. Though I wish I was seeing it with someone other than Toronto. It's <laughs> kind of a bummer. Oh, with Dave Modica, yeah. <laughs> yeah, six, the only person who's hit gold on a sixth rounder so far is Amin, of course. I mean, he looks he looks good. Modica looks good. He, I don't know, he looks fun. I'll say that much. I don't know but what he, he is. Yes, I think fun is the better word because that, that 45 contact is, uh, yeah, is iffy. Got, but that home run power. 40, so yeah, I, I'm selling on Modica. He's a uh, he's he's gonna be an interesting little guy to watch. Um, but enough of that. To end last season, uh, we had Dustin take Seattle Toronto part three. He's won his fourth ring now. Any questions about whether or not trading Tovar was the right move were put to bed with that uh, with that championship. It was the wrong move. He got away with it though. Twelve and two in the postseason. And again, Tovar did not make that jump until he got to Minnesota. There's no telling whether he makes that jump if he stays in Seattle. He was Correct. so good, though, as is. He was, but fair. he was also bound to opt out, and Seattle likes putting money in development, likes putting money in scouting. And they ended up getting Justin Fields anyway, so what's the, what's the issue? Well, one issue is that Tovar is on pace for nine war and has yeah, 6.5 Hindsight is 2020. When Dustin made this deal, we're not talking about this Tovar. I, I, I always thought that the Seattle version of Tovar was actually a little bit overrated. Now, the new version of Tovar does not, obviously, is not overrated. But I never, I mean, he never looked like 
this stud ace level pitcher in Seattle. I, like this, the stats never bore that out. I mean, just because so, he wasn't um, a top two or three guy in Sky doesn't mean he wasn't an ace. I think he was 75, 45, 60. He was 70, 40. He was 70, 45, 60. Good. Yeah. Really um, good. But he had also underperformed a bit. I mean, a 4.27 career ERA in Seattle is good, not great. 109 ERA plus. Again, good, not great. And when he traded him, he had a league average uh, ERA of 419. Again, nothing dominant. Yeah. Just, but remember who that guy, who was, who's that shitty pitcher Dustin was pitching in the playoffs? The guy, uh, the guy with no, 30 control, left handed guy? I do not uh, remember. McGrew Foster? Yeah. Um, it worked, granted, didn't it? He got away with it. I think, again, hindsight's twenty twenty in that way. I think it was subjectively the wrong move, but it worked. So he should be happy. Ten, ten walks issued by Forster in the postseason, only five hits on and one earned. Yeah, 15 he, strikeouts. He got away with it. Regardless, we uh, we come into 2022. He had a very good asterisk sim, and now he's sitting here at five and seven through two sims. And the biggest reason why the team can't hit seventh in starters ERA at three eight one, a bullpen ERA of one nine five. That is sexy, but it doesn't matter when the team has 34 runs through 12 games. All right, I'm I'm gonna do my best. I mean, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Uh, I'm just going to re- ignore the stats entirely. Uh, 12 games doesn't mean shit. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be hard, but I think we should try. So. I mean, even that resim, um, you know, if they had that 5-1 and one sim, I don't know what they did in that first week. I know they won games, but maybe they scored like 50 runs, and I just don't know. Right. So I just I don't think any of these stats tell us shit right now. But uh, But, yeah, I mean, if this is the year that we're – that it finally happens that the Mariners don't hit. Is anybody really surprised? I'm, I'll be surprised I've been right, I guess I'll say that much, because I've been predicting the Mariners' offense uh, being their weakness forever, and they have not disappointed yet. Yeah, one of, one of these years it's bound to happen, right? Like, these guys, like, who are these guys? Who is Devin Granger? Who is, who are these guys? Like, Edwin Raimundo. Like, I don't even know these guys. Edwin Raimundo is going to be a very, very good shortstop in Sky. Yeah, he might actually end up being okay. I don't know. He's been a top spec forever. 45 contact is whatever. He was awful in AAA last year, OPS 653. He's the Um, only one hitting right now, so, yeah. I mean, I I expect Sergio Carmona to come back close to what he was last year because, yeah, he's he's a lefty with 70 contact, but he's a 60 contact versus lefty, 60 contact versus righty as a left-handed batter. That's something you don't see. He is a commodity in sky. Former Philly Tommy Byram, big big platoon splits guy. Could have seen that happening, him going to Seattle. I mean, I love the Mario Flores signing. Just gives him uh, someone who can play everywhere for Goso's going to hit. I mean, he's not going to hit 243 this year. That's going to go up. It's it's a given. Yeah. Mar, uh, we've learned not to bet against Mario Espinosa unless it comes to his health. We've learned not to get, bet against John Shook. We've learned not to get, bet against Jose Galvez again unless it comes to his health. And over the last two years, he's been, fuck, the epitome of health. Did anyone he's else missed, forget? What? He's missed 14 games over the last two years. That's it? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's Yeah, it's, Galvez's health is just going to frustrate me. But uh, anyone forget Espinosa's on this team? I remember thinking that Dustin was not going to re-sign him. 
he brought him back and then he got hurt last year. And so he wasn't on the roster for the postseason. So I just, I really did forget what team he was on. Uh, that's a huge difference for the team. An extra 80 games of Espinosa. Yeah. Because he's probably the best hitter outside of Galvez, right? It's either him or Shook. Probably. It's probably uh, Espinosa. I mean, I unless, suppose their they're one through four is all pretty dang good. Unless unless you like Fragoso. I mean, and you do, I'm sure. I mean, I'd argue, I'd argue one through five. and I would argue include, one through six the more I yeah, like. Yeah, m- including Mike Tarkini. I forget. You know what? This, t- this offense is good. Um, yeah, one through six is really strong. I think Carmona is probably a little overrated and due for some decline. Uh, he won the batting title last year. He did, but I mean, what what part of his anything that he's ever done has shown? Okay, this what he was last year isn't what he is. I just am looking at ratings and I see a guy who hit 340 in a place where it's not particularly easy to hit. That's yeah. All. I get I, this feels like a guy whose bars should give him a better overall than what he has. Like I don't know, 60, 60, 55, 40, 60, and that's a 50 overall guy. I don't know. It feels like it should be better than that. So I think that might be why people don't love him because the bars, I don't know, 60, 60, 55, 40, 60. Like, yeah, you'd like the eye to be better, but the rest of that is pretty juicy. Like, that's what's, a good player. What's nice about him is he hits lefties well. Uh, you don't see that super often. But I don't know. As a first baseman, unless you have massive power, um, you you do get overlooked, you know, because the other first baseman you're compared to hit dingers and you don't. Right. Well, that's a good point. I think he is unlikely to win the batting title again. I mean, if there's a Mariner that wins the batting title, it's Fragoso, but he probably doesn't play against lefties. So. Yeah, I, but hey, you're, I guess the point is I like the offense. I don't yeah. know about uh second base. I think Tommy Byram is really shitty at baseball, so I think he's not going to last. Tommy Byram is not good at baseball. I, I'm sorry, Trent, he's not. Tommy Byram is perfectly acceptable as a platoon right-handed batter late in the lineup. He's decent defensively. He's he's what he is. He's quadruple-A fodder is what he is. Yeah, he's shitty. He had that one good year, and so you're happy. Well, I mean, Former Atlanta matter. Braves on the Byram. Doesn't matter to me anymore, right? Yeah, the only one of the three of us who hasn't owned him is Jake. So, yeah, maybe it's Jake's fault. Should I, we, one, uh, of the, one of the guys I do like on this team, and again, he's going to be a platoon guy because of Fergoso and Byram and Shook, is Jesse Haley. He's an he's an interesting little guy. Nothing about him sort of screams out, but he was good last year in the postseason. He's really he's been really good in the minors in his career. He's got good, if not great, bars, and is a competent defender. This, he basically sums up the Mariners to me because this yeah. is a guy that you would never get in free agency. Uh, this is like looking at those bars. He just looks like a guy who comes out of your system and you're like, oh, yeah, shit, I got Jesse Haley. I can put him as my fourth outfielder. And then he goes on and plays well. And he's a big reason why you win games. Yeah. Um, breeding Jesse Haley's is the key to success for them. I well, do wish I he had a little better defense, though. He, and, 60, and he even, I've got him with 60. He's what? 60, 60, 65. It's not awful. I know, I mean, but if he was playable in center field, like if Galvez went out, you could put him there without being a liability. That would be a huge swing. Yeah, I, I'll bet he wouldn't be awful out there. I mean, I'm trying to look real quick. He had, well, he's only played out there very limited innings. It wasn't pretty, but I don't know. I don't think he would kill you out there if you there were really an emergency. So, but... uh but yeah, plus his batting bars are even better against lefties. I mean, that's what he does for the Mariners. He plays against lefties. I mean, 
and he's good at it. Guys like this have a tendency to be underrated because they're these inverse palindrome guys. We talk about it all the time. So, yeah, yeah I think I think if anything, if we're going to talk about holes in Seattle, it's probably the rotation for the and first that's, time ever. That's what I was, that's what I was going to get to. Um, Again, Parizek Diaz is a legit one too. Parizek led the West in strikeouts last year at 262. Antonio Diaz has been healthy again for someone who had some injury issues in OTP 20 and OTP 21. He's been just fine. 31 starts each of the last two seasons, uh, close to eight and a half WAR combined. Two good, if not great, seasons. I always feel like he falls short of what he could be because with those bars, he looks like someone that should be striking out 10 per nine, giving up half a home run per nine and walking one, 1.8 per nine. And he just I, doesn't do it. He's I great. Have, he's absolutely great, but it always feels like he's leaving something there. I have long thought about this with respect to this guy. It's just, why is he not on it? every year's like favorites for pitcher of the year like what what is he missing it i just don't get it i think he maybe has just been unlucky with the home runs i know it's happened three years in a row so probably past the point of luck or maybe he's not really a 70 movement guy maybe the real ranking is 65 which means it's 60 versus lefties and all of a sudden you're going to be a little more prone i don't know because i'm with you i think we one of the three of us have picked him to win pitcher of the year like, I do it almost every years. other year. Right. Yeah. Now, maybe this year will be the year. He looks fantastic thus far, even though we're not supposed to look at stats. But I feel like you guys are right. Like, the bullpen of this team is always incredible. I think it will be again. But after Diaz and Perzak, is it pray for rain in Seattle? Like, I mean, so you know, I, I'm a believer in Justin Fields. I have been for a while. He's got four pitches. Three pitches at 65 and then 75 change. I'm 55 movement, 55 control. OSA is at 60 movement, 55 control. He's an OSA 75 potential guy. He's already 25. Don't know if he gets there, but at the minimum, he's a 60 overall guy. I don't think he's a Stefan Williams 60. I think he's better than that. Hmm. I I really like that you brought his name up because that's what I see. He reminds me a lot of Stefan Williams. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I think maybe I'm bias because my scout has always been a little behind OSA always and the ratings I'm looking at look like Stefan Williams 55 55 50 he's got the great pitches see 55 uh, 55 50 I can get the Stefan Williams argument but when OSA has him 60 60 65 I've got him 60 55 55 I think I think you're off base there I mean I'm five points lower than OSA across the board right uh, I think well, that's that- within the margin of error yeah, no, that has a tendency to happen. And you're right. If he's what you have, he probably does have a career like a healthy Stephon Williams, right? Like, have to give the guy a little credit. He's probably not going to get as hurt as Stephon Williams did. Oh, I mean, yeah. Justin Fields last year in Seattle was good. A 114 ERA plus, a 387 FIP and 17 starts, little over, little under 100 innings. He's a quality number three, but then Josh Coffey's your number four. Yeah. In, in a division that has Las Vegas and Arizona, he's not someone you can pitch on the road with that 30 movement. And he gave up 1.7 home runs per nine last year. That's that's telling. Uh, FIP close to five. And, and you hate to say it, but Arturo Alvarado is the fifth best starter in Seattle. Yeah, he looks like a liability. Um, I'm not I mean, ready it, to say it, die this, yet. This is an honest question. Would you rather be starting Kyle Peterson or Arturo Alvarado? Both of whom 
within five overall points of each other. Um, if I could trust the ratings that I'm seeing with Alvarado, I would rather start him. Um, I think if you click the splits button, he looks a lot better than he does in the main screen. He almost looks like kind of Andy Rogers style, which uh, mm. I know is not good, but when you're left-handed, mm. it's, it's playable. You know, if he has 50, 65 movement and 50 stuff versus lefties, he can eat innings and do stuff. But based on the two starts, really one start, and shit, he went eight innings in that one start. So maybe we are over, we're looking into this too much. Maybe he's not I mean, great, he, but he, the, the six earned were, give up, were given up across the game. That's so weird to pitch him 120 pitches then. Yeah, that's both true and misleading. They got one in the first and then one in the fifth and two in the sixth. And, and then, then an additional two to start off the ninth, and then he was mercifully right. pulled. That's kind of crazy, though, to bring him out in the ninth inning when you've already given up four runs. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I think it's going to be pretty ugly. I don't know that it's going to be quite this ugly. Like, I think it could be, like, high four ZRA, but I don't know that it's going to be this bad. Um, and I don't know what that is. It probably is the fifth best starter on this team. Uh, I'm allergic to guys like Josh Coffey, so I'm biased in that way. Um, what were, what are these low-movement guys? What was like Cobby, for example? Was he 70-30-55 like Coffey? Or? It was better than that. What was he really? 75, Cobby 25. at his peak was 75-25-65. Oh, so he was – so Coffey having a Cobby-like career would be like a ceiling for him. Yes. So, yeah. And with, and with Cobby – it didn't work anywhere but Montreal. Well, that's true, right? I mean, I guess he was okay in a couple of other places, but wasn't he in Miami for a while? And things? And five, that's where he started his career. He started his career in Miami. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, I mean, I agree with you guys. I agree. I think I'm closer to, to Jake than D. Rich on, on Justin Fields. I think as a number three, he's going to be okay. I, I think I'm taking the over on all of the good numbers from last year, though. Uh, I don't feel like he's a, oh. a, a four, a below four ERA starter. I just don't think that's him. Uh, I think he's an innings eater who's good and might be good in Montreal or a place like Seattle even better. That'll that'll inflate his stats a little. The, bit. the biggest thing to watch with Alvarado this year is that wins number. He is two wins away from tying Aguilar, three from surpassing for most wins in Sky History. Before we move on uh, on from Seattle, I want to quickly touch on arguably the best reliever in the West of last year is Mike Burwanger. I mean, he hasn't won reliever of the year. I don't know why. He's been absolutely exquisite. Uh, 81 saves over the last two years in the area of 158 last year. Only gave up two home runs, 4.1 more, 2.33 FIP. And through four appearances, five and uh, five and a third innings, that FIP this year, 0.99. Absolutely fantastic. Big reason that Seattle bullpen has only given up uh, a 1.95 ERA. He but got robbed looks, last year. He did. He did. Um, but with that, let's move from the slowest offense in the West to the hottest offense in the West. Las Vegas Knights lead the West in batting average, on-base percentage, OPS batting, Warren Woba through two weeks of play. Second in runs scored, sixth in runs against. They've been toying with that opener. It looks like they have not been pulling it out. Twelve pitchers in – have they have they been doing the opener? They have. 
Cortez has not started a game. He's made two appearances out of the bullpen. From my thing, I can't see what it looks like. They're going six starters deep. It's mm. a very, very interesting uh, pitching staff here in Vegas. Yeah, and it looks like it hasn't really worked yet. Um, the experiment. I mean, with the Justin opener. Lewis had an awful, awful blown save against San Diego. Oof, yeah, you're you're right. That is ugly. Five earned runs and ooh, Jeez. just got two outs. Yeah, there are blown saves and then there are blown saves. That's that's the latter, dear lord. Oh, it's also worth. Let's just get this out of the way. The Knights were zero and six, and then we resimped. So, <laughs> you know what? In October, when we're looking at the Knights, don't forget that, because that is a big swing. They got smoked, and. Uh, yeah, they blew out, had three blowout victories the first week. Big deal. 9-1 over Seattle, 9-0 over San Fran, 10-0 over San Fran. Yeah, um, in general, though, maybe I'm forgetting uh, what happened with this team. It looks largely the same except for the addition of Elijah Holt. Finally call, got called up. Good for him. Skipped AAA and made the opening roster. And Sean Toby, right? Like, that's about it, so... Sean Toby is both Zach's favorite player and least favorite player in Sky, I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah, he certainly has a, a very affectionate relationship with Sean Toby. I wish I was that way with my players. I don't know if I love anyone as much as Zach loves Sean Toby. Yeah, that is disappointing. Uh, so what do we got in the in the Knights? We have Kevin Stick went from center to left, Holtz into Holtz into center field, and then they added Corey Smith as well, who, Jesus Christ, has fucking five home runs. He had three in all of 2020. Mind you, that was, what, 41 games? Nine Mm. last year in Washington? But still, that's impressive. Yeah, wow. He is on pace for 65 home runs. I think I'm going to take the under there. I think I'm going to take the under on the 15 war as well. Uh, How healthy does Corey Smith stay? Oof. See, he has... Three seasons of 50 games played or worse. Yes, three seasons of a, of 110 games played or better. And Man. that injury history is fucking ugly. They Man, need to I get him an opener. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that he was that injured. I almost signed this guy. Uh, I guess <laughs> I was lazy this offseason, but I did not know he was as banged up as he was. That's a major bummer. But it, when he's out there, that's a big difference because the last two seasons – um, we saw Sergio De Leon, the old night shortstop, really turn into one of the worst players we've ever seen. Uh, so just him out of the lineup is such a big swing for this team. Sergio De Leon, for what it's worth, is still in the Knights organization. He is sitting in Double A. And uh, I'm sure he's next in line, right? If if uh, the Corey Smith injury happens, the inevitable. We'll see so, De Leon try and top the 520 OPS. So it's funny. So Dan really took control of his minors last year, like really focused on his minors and winning. So De Leon spent 140 games in the majors in 2020. And then De Leon starts off 2021 in single A. Not high A, not double A, not triple A, all the way down to single A. Sounds like a punishment. For who? The De Leon or the single A team? Yeah, maybe both. Yeah, definitely. I like it. Fuck him. I would be pissed at De Leon uh, after the two stinker years he put up. <laughs> Send him to the bottom. Send him to the lowest place he can go. I I have a question. How good are the Knights? I mean, how good were they last year? 
not what? very. They were good enough. They won what? 81 games? 81 games. Ga- 81 games. Uh, I think they yeah, I think we said they were probably closer to an 85 win team, but right. Has my opinion of that really changed? I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't think I like I this think team anymore. I think they're the fourth or fifth best team in the West. In the, in the West? Or, sorry, well, not in the, the West, Pacific. in the Pacific. Okay. Yeah, I don't I know. I do not project the the Knights in the playoffs. I guess you could see it. I, how good is Elijah Holt? I think he could be very good. Uh, I don't have, think that I don't think that year is this year. I, well, maybe it's not. That's not really my question. You'd rather have peak Elijah Holt or you want peak Hathaway? Peak Hathaway. I don't think that's close. You think Peak Holt Hathaway not is pretty as good crazy. as Hathaway? Hathaway's still 60 bases a year, you know? Yeah, I'm not even talking as much about that. I'm just talking about a caliber of player. I don't know. I don't think the bars look all that dissimilar from Hathaway. Yeah, I don't think they do, but Hathaway's a switch hitter. I think had better defense at his peak, all, even though Holtz is great. And the speed is uh, – you have to counter in the well, speed. That, oh, well, right. No. I mean, a lot of Hathaway's uh, benefit came from the – 80-80-80 speed steel base running, right? So, you know. But the bars do look similar. I'll give you that. Looks like uh, Elijah. Looks like Elijah Hulk can hit 40 homers a year. So it's interesting. So Jerry is much more bearish on Holt than everyone else. I've got him at 60, 60, 60, 50, 50 potentials. Huh. Okay. Uh, it's, that's almost identical to what I have. Much more bearish than. OSA, he's going to be a good hitter. He's going to be a great fielder. But unless I get that contact up to 65-70, that home run power makes another jump. He's a good hitter, not a great hitter. I think Elijah Holt right now is probably a top 10 asset in Sky. Right. I think you're underselling just the upside there. I know... Let's say he does hit what you have, 60-60-60-50-50. Right-handed center fielder with those numbers, those bars. Yeah, who can stick in center. Yeah. Who has never been hurt in his career. Yep. Elijah Holt's really special. And if he has – if Dan's lucky and he reaches whatever OSA has, um, this is a generational talent, I think. Yep. Where where does Joe Wise rank among sky catchers? Former first-rounder out of Vanderbilt. Joe Wise? Uh, I think pretty high. Um, OSA has him pegged 13th. I think he's got to be better than that. How many switching catchers are, exist? Almost none. I think he's probably top six or seven would be my my total bullshit answer. Yeah, I don't know how many catchers you take before Joe Wise. I mean, yeah, how many I can I have Joe name? Wise over Mason Cox? Yeah, is That's Joe a, Wise worse than Mason Cox? What makes him worse? Well, he's like, not really, going to hit is it? for average, it looks like. Yeah, I guess. But playing every day is a great a great asset. I don't is know. Yeah, maybe he's a top five catcher. Old, so. Now, would you take uh, Joe Wise over Ramon Escobar? Yes, I would. Without looking, yeah, I think so. Over Alex Pena? Yes. I'd have to look. I'm oh, I'm definitely always, over Escobar and I, over Pena as well. I, I've always been an Alex Pena guy. I might take Pena, but I'd, I'd have to look up how old Pena is. Pena is probably in his 30s now. 32. Yeah. Over uh, Jose Benilla in Chicago. Yes. 
I know I want him over. I know I want him over Jose Bonilla. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think I'm not surprised if Joe Wise is a top three in the sky catcher. Yeah, I think, gosh, you know, that we really don't have a a clear cut number one catcher. Um, Maybe I'm jaded from Cox. Cox is coming off a horrendous year, though. So I don't know if I can bet on him returning to his former glory. Yeah, it me, might be Napolini. If I'm looking at just at the ratings. So, oh, so oh. before you rail on Cox, entering last season, Cox's career bat was 350. Last year, it fell to 294. So that looks like an anomaly. Looks like a massive anomaly. His career low before that was 334. So that was a career low by 40 points. Even that seems. That's just so crazy to think of a catcher, a 20 speed catcher, babbitting 350. Seems really, really high. It's it's what it is. It's what he's done for 10 years now. So at at, I, at some point, it's just what it is. Yeah, I'm surprised though. I don't know. It seems like something that could drop with age. I think his strikeouts are up. It, it uh, might drop. It's not going to drop what uh, 70 70 points in a from one season to another to the next. Because that, that's what it dropped from 367 in 2020 to 294 in 2021. I mean, two, 367, I think we all can say, is unsustainable. Uh, the year before that was 362. Two years before that, 357. His career average is 347. Uh, and that's with last year's 294. That's a big average. Dear Lord. Yeah, that's a, no, it's a big number. But when the contact bar drops and the avoid K drops, which it has done, uh, it goes to say the Babbitt will drop as well. I'm surprised that Mason Cox has been as good as he has for as long as he has. Mason Cox is 33. Yeah. I think, actually, watching McCorkle's Hall of Fame case and thinking about Mason Cox's Hall of Fame case kind of puts in perspective how good the other catchers oh have, my gosh, have not voted in are. I know. It's so amazing. I think there exists a world where next year, Joe Wise is the best catcher in this guy. Yeah, I think um, Wise and Napolini are probably your your next two one-two punch at the top of that ranking. In That's a really, really interesting point. You wouldn't know it. This guy needs a nickname. He's very unsexy. I mean, his name is Joe Wise. I don't Just, know. His nickname is Joe Wise in all caps. That's what it is. Joe Wise. Steve Holt. <laughs> who's, right. who's the best hitter on this team? Is it Alex Robles? I'm big Alex Robles guy. Shaver, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's Shaver. Shaver was a monster last year. He was. He was. Now, I don't disagree with you about there are some pretty good hitters on this team. Barton, love him. So, I mean, I like yeah. this team a lot. Robles, Shaver are nice. Barton can hit for average. We don't really know what Elijah Holt is. And then you have a lot of question marks. So I'm kind of the opposite. I'm not buying the offense. I, th- I think it's a worse offense than Seattle's. And without looking, I, I would have probably said the opposite. I wonder if the six starters opener thing is done at all to help some of the injury problems that this pitching staff has had. Uh, okay. Dan corrected us and said that's not the case. It was just he had an injured pitcher this first week, so it was a, it was a one-time fix. I see. Well, fair enough. Well, then maybe, yeah, I mean... Uh, I'm not going to re- be a real surprised if this team looks into a playoff spot. I mean, not at all. I think that that's in the cards. I'm, are we really sure this team's not better than the Padres? 
I mean, are we really sure this team's not better than the Angels? I don't know. I'm going to have to look. Maybe they won't be, but. Yeah, I think they just, their their pitching staff looks very volatile. Yeah. Like, Cortez could be great or awful. Same with Sissel. Same with Chris Gehring, a guy they signed this offseason. I, mean, I don't even yeah. think Alexis Morales is a given at this point. Yeah, no, I, I really did not like the Gehring signing. It just seems like a terrible, terrible park for him. I like nothing about it. I I think I like it just so, just for the upside alone. Um, we I saw think. what Gehring did, and even when he was past his prime in New York. And if you're a lefty and you strike guys out, you can you can have a great year. It's I just, guess it could be it could be awful. It could be what it was in Oakland last year, where you gave up home runs like nobody's business. And that was in Oakland. So yeah, yeah. So now, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't love it, but the upside gives me enough hope. To Dan Vegas's credit, he's got a theory that if he can strike guys out, it doesn't really matter what their movement is. And you know what? There, there's something to be said for that. You know when guys don't hit home runs? When, when they, they strike, strike out. out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, how many times did we have that exi- this exact conversation about the Rockies back in the day? Right. Yeah. When he traded for Dantonyak, just said, fuck it. I'm going to strike everybody out. Well, there I think that's the way of, to do it. That, there was a period of time where all of his guys were strikeout guys. I mean, the times I remember that with Kiefer a lot was when he had Dantignac and Andy Allen, Scruggs and Andy Allen. And I mean, he had all of those guys were strikeout guys. In any case, it is an interesting theory. Maybe it'll work for for Dan. Good for him if it does. So we'll see. But we can probably be done with the night. We talked about Joe Wise for 15 minutes, but still. I sort of like this team more than I'm thinking I should. So we'll see what happens. All right. Let's head to the City of Angels, not to talk about the Angels, but to talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers. No bullpen in baseball has been better across the first three or excuse me, first two weeks. A one five eight bullpen ERA is a big reason this team is eight and four through two weeks. And it looks like it's a lot of the cast from last year that is returning. I believe every single person in this lineup was in the Dodgers' starting lineup on the last day of the season. Juan Aguilar, not the former Angels player, Ray Rath, Ramon Sanchez, Foley, Vinny Medina, Ricky Sabager, Ryan Feller, Adam Peterson, and Adam Frazier all return from last year. And it looks like it's the same five in the rotation, too. Chavez, Arvelo, Vargas, Lazenby, and whatever's left of Josh Phillips, which isn't looking like a lot. Did the Dodgers actually have an offseason where they had no money? To sign free agents. No, he got a he got a budget boost by ten million or something. That was me. No, that was Michael as well. Michael's at two ten. My lord. So they just didn't get anybody. They just brought back everybody's the same, right? Yeah, it looks like he struck out because there's twelve million available. Uh, that is surprising. Well, that's, that's not ridiculous as a, an amount of money to keep over, but you know. Maybe maybe he doesn't have anything budgeted in IAFA, and he wants to get one of those. You know, there are things you can do with your money. Oh, yeah, of course. But, but uh, I, I don't know. Was bringing back the exact same team the worst idea in the world? I mean, I'm not sure that it was. This team was a playoff team last year. Why can't it was, they be? It was a 94, it was a 94 yeah, win team. That's a hell of a good baseball team. Why can't they be that again? Tell me why. Uh, Josh Phillips is a big part of it. Um, I think that's the guy we have to Josh talk about Phillips first. Josh Phillips absolutely tanked. Uh, he looks worse than Alvarado by a decent margin to me. I know this. He had a nice first start, so he's, hopefully he's got, 
He's got better stuff than Alvarado does, but it, the rest of it. It's going to be a question: that control is it a thirty control or a thirty-five control? It looks like thirty to me. I I should probably scope the spring training sets because uh, actually those were pretty good. So I don't know. Maybe he's running hot. Uh, he was very very effective in spring training. Only it walked three per nine. He did, but that BABIP was at one eighty six. The FIP was at five three five. So again, there are concerns there. Certainly. And I, th- I think I think he's toast. Looking at the ratings, I think he's toast. I don't think you can function as a – I mean, we just shit on Chris Gehring. Josh yeah. Phillips is just a flat-out worse Chris Gehring now. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're probably right. Um, I'm obsessed with Josh Phillips. I've always loved him. Uh, Josh Phillips has signed through 2023, paid $18 million. Guaranteed? Yep. Guaranteed. Well – uh, there's, there's, we've seen people retire with money. Well, that's on my question before. is, is Josh Phillips paid that complete contract as a member of the Dodgers? It depends on how this year goes. And I think this year is going to go horribly. So I'll, I would actually bet on him retiring as stupid as that would be for him to do. Uh, yeah, I think he just takes those eight, says goodbye to the 18 million. So at the end of 2020, or excuse me, at the I, I stand correct. At the end in September of 2021, Josh Phillips' velocity was hitting at 94.96. Fast forward to December, takes it to 93.95. Fast forward to March, takes a hit to 92.94. I would not be surprised if he's throwing 90.92 by the end of this year and he's out of baseball next year. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's what happens. Those come in bunches. That it could be 89, like by the end of the season. Definitely. So. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happened with Alvarado. I mean, end of 2021, he's throwing 95, 97. In, in September of 2021, actually, no, let, let's go. Let's go all the way back to June of 2021. Alvarado's throwing 97, 99. Fast forward to September, 96, 98. Fast forward to December, 95-97. Fast forward to March, all the way down to 93-95. Again, it, 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 it comes fast, and it comes all at once. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, we're going to have the same discussion when we get to Atlanta as well. Tom Fralick is going through the same thing, and it's sort of it's sad a bummer. to watch, right? Yeah. I mean, I could ask if Josh Phillips is a Hall of Famer, but that ship has sailed. He's totally a Hall of Famer. You know, we talked about um, – the Josh Phillips trade to L.A. got brought up. Oh, yeah. So we talked about him a little bit. Um, I won't go into it too much, but I was thinking about the human era greats of Sky, and it's, you know, Pons, Alvarado, Ramos in some order. Aguilar's in there somewhere, right? Yeah, Aguilar's a weird one because he was, like, uh, discovered in 92. So I almost don't count him. I guess I should. I mean, Pons was, was discovered in, what, 94? Yeah, I guess you're right. I I should count them both. Um, but shit, I I could see an argument for Phillips over Aguilar. I think. I'm not really looking at the numbers, but I think it's out there. Like, is this guy the next in line after the kind of the holy holy trinity? I think. I I think. I I think that's a fair argument to make. I mean, yeah. Again, it's it is a bit of a cop out, but you look at WAR um, among pitchers that spent the majority of their time in the human era. Alvarado's far and away number one. Pons is number two. Ramos is number three. Aguilar's number four. 
Andy Allen's number five. Oh, also. And then we get to Josh Phillips. Right. I would yeah. like to see their innings pitched because I feel like Aguilar has pitched twice as many innings as Phillips. At least it feels that way. Because he it does feel that way. Because, I mean, so Aguilar threw 3,600 innings. He's thrown 1,000 more innings than Phillips. Right. That's, that's that very a, significant. That makes a difference, right? So Phillips is probably better. What uh, about Andy Allen? Andy Allen, let's see where Andy Allen is. Andy Allen threw 3,100 innings. Phillips is sitting at 2,600, so 500 more innings. Yeah. Almost on the nose. Andy Allen's yeah. only one of nine pitchers in Sky history to throw 3,000-plus innings. Believe it or not, Juan Ramos did not throw 3,000 innings. That's, that's well, I guess he, he fell off a cliff about 34. But even that's, he threw 263 innings in his age 36 season. Yeah, that's was he a late bloomer? He Andrew made his 20 yeah. starts in 1998. That was in when he was age 24. I'm so he debuted he didn't get at 24, running. and he didn't get his first full workload to qualify for the ERA title until he was 25. Yeah. Well, I think he lost what, a season in there, too. Yeah, that's what happened. I mean, Phillips been pitching since he was 22. But uh, but I feel like in some order, we've sold, we've sold short Andy Allen a little bit, too. Like, that's a, a truly ace top of the rotation guy that was one of the best in the human era of the sky yeah, that we've he unfortunately loses some prestige because he's just pitched for so many teams. Maybe, maybe that's true. I mean, I'm not sure that that loses prestige for me, but it, you're certainly entitled to feel that way. I, I think your brain just associates Andy Allen with being traded for like a third rounder. You know, I still connect him with the Rockies. Uh, I in do my, too. In my world, Andy Allen will always deserve multiple rings for being a part of those key for teams that were so good when Purdue was young and they had Ramirez. Oh my God. They were so good. They were so good. So anywho, but I think Josh Phillips is a hall of famer. One of my favorite pitchers that I've never owned to ever pitch in the sky. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the Dodgers are good. This team looked better than the Knights. Are we sure? I'm I think this sure team hits yet. a lot better. I'm a bit. I'm always a believer in the Dodgers' offense. Always. That's funny because they've been so bad offensively for. I mean, that's funny like thing. They every 20, single, 20 years. Every single. I mean, they hit 275 as a team last year. Oh no! Last year was the first time we ever saw a good offense in every LA. single starter in that lineup. Sabedra, Aguilar, Peterson, Rath, Frazier, Feller, Medina, Foley, and Sanchez all hit 13 plus home runs. Yeah, that's all great. of them. Every single person in that starting lineup hit 13 home runs or more. Sooner or later, Adam Frazier has to suck. Like, doesn't he? I mean, for the love of Christ. So, but yeah, I mean, maybe this is the year. This team has not had a good hitting first couple of weeks. Like, all these guys look awful, even Sanchez. Now, I'm not sure it's completely, I'm not sure it's possible for Ramon Sanchez. Sabedra's been just fine. Oh, yeah. Ricky Saavedra, he's just a sexy motherfucker. Mud I love Mudcat. I think love he likes to read them. Mudcat. I, I, I love Mudcat. But, yeah, the rest of this team, Foley, there are bad slumps in Jason Foley. Trust me. So, the, this, hmm. this. That contact has fallen 10 points since the end of last season. Yeah. yeah this, this offense doesn't look that good to me. Uh, Foley doesn't look the same at all. And it, Juan Aguilar doesn't look very good. Contact and power have fallen 10 points per OSA from the end of last year. Yeah. It looks like they have four hitters on this team. They're really, really good hitters, though. Uh, well, Rath, Sanchez. is sexy, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're two. 
<laughs> they're two, three, five, six hitters. All look really nice. Uh, the rest and, of and they've also so got someone named Esteban Gonzalez that's sitting on the bench. It's a great hitter. Yeah, I think he should probably be playing more, but I don't know where he does. It's exactly. So just it, it it it's it's a good team. I think it's. It's so what they were last year. They'll probably fall off some just not having Phillips. Anything more at the Dodgers? Uh, I, th- I think I guess we covered it. The more I look, the less I like the team. I, d- I don't know if you can get by with this rotation because they'd have no one on top. Who's the best pitcher? It's, mm, it's a question mark. Jesus Sarvalo is a better pitcher than you think he is. Quick shout out to the people's Tovar, Diego Tovar. I do love the people's Tovar. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's stay in the City of Angels. Let's talk about the Angels. We had a busy, busy, busy offseason. Jeez, I can't believe what's happened in, in California. You've, you've kind of lost your mind a little bit. Hey, you got, hey. you got, tired of re, got tired of losing, got tired of bragging about your 42 top 100 specs and just said, fuck it. I'm going to give it a Scared off. money makes no money. That's right. <laughs> That's so stupid. I hate that saying. Scared oh money makes no money. I can, you can say that to anything, and it always works. So ridiculous. Um, yeah, D-Rich, do you like the California Angels revamped rotation? Um, we can't let Jake talk about this team. That'll take for fucking ever. So you, you, we'll just ask you. So I do like the re- revamped rotation. I think this was uh, – he got two – I mean, he added two pitchers to the rotation. Arroyo, who's pretty good. I think he's uh, undervalued. I think you got a steal for him. I don't even remember what you gave up, but I remember liking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you compare it to what Washington paid for Albia, they're basically yeah. the same pitcher, and it was a massive difference. Like, you get 25 points of stamina for three top 100 guys or whatever it was. Right. But, man, Mel Marrero is... Uh, I love this get. I love this pitcher. I think he has untapped potential, too. So who knows what the – the sky's the limit with Marrero. I mean, I think, so part of the reason we went after him is because we have him 10 overall points higher than OSA. We have him 75-75. Any change in the bars outside of maybe five points of control? Five points of control and a plus five curveball. Okay. Interesting. Uh, that's pretty darn close to what I have. I have him 70. But I think the reason I like Marrero, and I touched on this in the past, is when we went to 21, we saw K-rates spike on the top guys. We saw Jello Torres. We saw Pedro Anaya. We saw Tony Wyatt. All of a sudden, we see guys striking out a shitload of people, and I think Marrero is the next in line for that. Marrero I, struck out 214 batters in 133 innings last year. Yeah, I think that K-rate could go even higher. I think it could push 15. And, I mean, you are not going to get innings from this guy. I'll but, be happy to get 160, 165 out of him. Yeah, but if you get oh, 160, I've, you have arguably the best pitcher in the game for 160. Could have 300 Ks, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I Great. love I love Mel Marrero. I think it's a fun name. I like saying it. And I thought the trade was, um, I didn't really like the guys you gave up, but you gave up a ton of picks, a ton of good-looking prospects. I, I'm sure if my scout was different, I could like him. Give up, what, three top 150 guys, a legit closer prospect, and three slot picks. Who's the best player that you got or gave up? Miguel Quiles, if yeah. you believe in the changeup. Yeah, that guy, 
he's the guy that I like the best. But uh, Josh that always, Ratchdatter, if, that always if, sums up a trade for me. When the best prospects you get in return for a superstar is a question mark, then I'm always going to side with the team that gets the superstar. Yeah, I mean, Keyless at this point is the number 34 prospect in Sky. Heap and Rastad are both also in the top 150. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's been, a pretty fair trade. We've been wrong about this before, but I downright hate the return that Jangles got from Marrero. Um, uh, so that's just me. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I think the Angels have... This is bad. Do the Angels have the best rotation in no. the Pacific? Oh, in after, the Pacific? after the... I mean, uh, the, if, the only if, other team that would compare the Padres, and who do they have after Brooks? Who is their 4-5? Is oh, dude, they got that guy Doug Wilder. He's really good. No, no. they don't. Oh, wait, oh, no. Oh, no, no, they the, got that guy Jose Arthaga. He's really good. They do good. have Arthaga. Wait, no. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot uh, Ben they, didn't they have, have a They have this 40-overall guy that has a nice knuckler. Anyone got, with a sub? God, he's got a 19. All right, we'll, get, we'll wait and talk to Pisani, about Pisani later, and I can rant about Ben. Um, I, I think this probably is the best Do you know what Pisani's ERA is through two starts? Uh, I looked, so... Trent, do you know what it is? No, I did not. I have not checked. 19.8. He's yeah. given up four home runs in five innings of work. That's a little bit less. Not much, but a little bit less than Chris Lamb. But that's okay. You know, we'll, 13.83 fifth. Not good. Yeah, no, he's yeah. not very good. So, I mean, but yeah, uh, with with Seattle, you now it's certainly possible that Seattle's rotation could be better than than. California's. Nobody would be surprised no, if the no. Mariners are, are, are better. But but I think on paper, when Nate Denovan's your number five, you're doing something right. So first of all, Nate know. Denovan gets no credit for being pretty awesome. He's been a fun journeyman to watch, and he's actually really good. Uh, I think the Angels have the best regular season rotation in the Pacific. I do not think they have the best playoff rotation. Because you think you, you think we're too deep and not don't have a strong enough top four. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying the top three and four is not strong. I just prefer the other ones. So um, I'll, ask, I'll, I'll ask different questions. Do you have the best have, four and five? Do we have the best bullpen out of the teams we've talked about so far? Uh, that can't be true, right? Seattle's bullpen oh, it's, is... It's got to be the Mariners, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's not... You have that... Lefty dude with the weird name. Erasmus Maliagros led the led the West in saves last year. Yeah, we might need a nickname. I don't want to say that that much. Oh, I sort of like the way my mouth moves when I say the word Erasmus Maliagros. Like Erasmus Maliagros. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's just when I, I mean, and, off, and another I trade we swung this off season was for Ryan Mead. Yeah, I think a he's a high uh, movement guy that fits well in the bullpen. He's all right. I like I like a lot of what the Angels have done. This is perfectly fine. They're, I mean that sincerely. Like this team, this team looks different. It looks different. I and I, I still like John Trotter. D. Rich will pick on me. Yeah, it like, sucks. I do like I did like the Jorge Rivera signing. Um, I don't know that he's going to amount to much, but for what he is, he hasn't for, through uh, through two weeks. Philip Woods has. Philip Woods has had a bit of a resurgence. You know, he's I'm glad you good. signed him. He was a fun guy to watch. I thought about signing him. Um, it looks like, I mean, it's been so long since he's been good, but the ratings haven't dropped. So he's just confused the shit out of me for the last three or four seasons. I'm between Salgado, Philip Woods, and Jorge Rivera. Bring back whatever that was, the 2014 All-Star team or something. Yeah, no kidding. 
Ooh. Yeah. Salgado is the interesting one, right? Yeah. Salgado is absolutely the interesting one. I mean, he's. I mean, if if he if he keeps this pace and nine ten OPS, he'll be worth everything I gave up. I have no doubts about that. I don't know what he is. I feel like he's declining. I can't really put my finger on it. Um, Matt and JP got into an argument a while ago, and uh, they, they kind of talked about what Salgado is and the future of him. And it made me think, just how good is he anymore? Because he is just a DH. He is right-handed, but you got to put those Baltimore numbers in perspective, and they've been declining. As right, of he was better on the road last year, which is a big reason why I traded for him. Now, that's interesting. I wish I could see the numbers. Um I just wonder how many home runs does he hit here? Is he a 40 home run guy? I certainly don't think so. I mean, we haven't had a 40 home run guy in forever. Is he a 30 yeah. home run guy? I think he's a 30 home run guy. I think he could hit 30 there. The other, the, the only thing that I will say is I, I, I really like Felix Salgado. I've always been a big fan. I don't feel like the numbers are declining at all, uh, or the ratings are declining at all. Um, now they're probably gonna, right? Um, he's not a free agent until 2024. There is an opt out, so. If he has a great year, we'll see. But And one, one of the other reasons I made this deal is because, A, I got rid of Rick Key. Yeah. And, B, JP supplemented cash for this season. So for all intents and purposes, I'm not paying any of Salgado's salary this year and only half of it next year. That's right. You got $8 bucks. I did. And uh, Salgado's salary is being retained half plus the, the $6 million of Keith that got taken off next year. So next season, I'm only paying $7 million if he opts in. Yeah, that's yeah. not too bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the only thing that I will say is I might like all of the prospects you sent to Baltimore more than the supposed best prospect you sent to Montreal. I think I'd agree with that. I think uh, the best prospect in any trade is so, in this deal. Is that Keith Richards or is that Otaviano Gomez? I think uh, Gomez. I think it's Gomez. So my scout soured on so, on Gomez after acquiring him. I've got him 45-60, 55-60, Yeah, I mean, I don't even love the guy. Uh, but he has he still has pretty high upside. Yeah, I don't love any of these guys, but I like all of them. I think more than whatever his name is, Quiellas or whatever it is. That you and for, for those of you who are wondering, Gomez started in Baltimore, was he sent did. to... Texas? Texas in the Flores trade was sent to California in the Jorge Rivera trade and is now, making his way back to Baltimore in the Felix Salgado trade. He goes home. I love that. It's a nice little tour of the sky. He's been to like every division. So, yeah, sort of fun. Not the north, I guess. But All right. Well, I still don't think this team hits enough. I really? Think, yeah. yeah I, I think there's a lot of guys who could have good seasons. Like, we're betting on Philip Woods, we're betting on Aaron Long, we're betting big on Jorge Rivera. Uh, I think he's pretty fucking washed up. So outside of Salgado, who still is like a semi-question mark, he's certainly not going to be bad. But Well, Fritz Boren is pretty sexy. So Exactly. Those two guys are, are going to have to carry this offense. And if you don't get great seasons out of those guys, I think we'll see an offense that might not be top 10 in the West. Are, are we believers in Bob Pierce? We, <laughs> we are not. To an extent, I'm a believer in Bob Pierce. I don't know that I'm a huge, huge believer in Bob Pierce. but you Not know. in California, I'm not. Last year's AAA Most Valuable Player. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that matters a lot. Yeah. Honolulu, you know, the ball flies out there. 
It does. Fun. Yeah. F- fun before we move on for the Angels, fun fact: only three 40 home run seasons in California Angels history. One of which, 2014, Jorge Rivera. Huh. Interesting. I mean, other, righties have a better time out there. Other two were pre-human era, so oh, it. Yeah. That's going back to Salgado. I don't expect him to be a 40 home run guy just because that doesn't happen. Well, I'm glad you said that because that means Nate Riley didn't have a 40 home run season. He did (laughs) not in California. And that tells me Bob Pierce probably is in the wrong ballpark. I don't disagree. Yeah, so I think that's going to be an issue. Like even Fritz Boren, man, tough ballpark for him, a guy who relies on the home run ball. So I I worry about the offense here. The rotation's awfully good, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I like it more than I dislike it, but that's just me. All right, Jake, where are we headed to next? We are headed almost south of the border. We're going to stay just inside of the United States. We're going to head to San Diego. And if you thought they couldn't hit last year, oh, boy, they can't hit this year. 197 batting average through two weeks of play. I know we're not supposed to look into stats. Steve Meese leads this team with a 239 batting average. Yeah. Yes, we are not looking at stats, even if they say 19.80 next to them. We're going to be However, to those. are we at all surprised that this team can't hit? Well, I will be very surprised if Steve Meese hits 239. That's not going to happen. I what's, love Steve Meese. What's the average contact rating for the nine guys in this, in this so, lineup? David Kearns, 55. Meese, 65. Carthan, 60. Corey Daly, 45. Ruiz, 45. Lamas, 45. Viela, 50. Santoro, 45. Behrman, 35. So this tells me you're going to have the bases loaded a lot, and you're going to have a lot of strikeouts. I mean, it feels like if they get timely home runs, they can score runs, but they're going to have a lot of depressing games with all these guys who... Are left-handed and strike out to everything. Left on base. Lots of LOBs in a San yeah. Diego. Yeah. Bunch of grand slams, so they're going to win them some games. But, man, it's it's hard. It's hard to bet on the offense. It's hard to – they're just so volatile. It's really a strangely put-together little team. I, I just don't know what to think. Um, one, two, three is pretty sexy. Like Salazar, like Mandler, like Dale Brooks. Do, do we need to be worried about Breen? Oh, gosh. That is a, a huge worry, I think. That's a good question. I think you have to be worried about the control. I don't think I'm worried about anything other than that. I mean, in, again, in 2020, at the end of 2020, that was a 55 control, and all of a sudden, it's down to 35. That's dropped 20 in, in uh, April of 2021, opening day 2021. I had that at 60. That's dropped 20 points since then. Or excuse me, OSA had it at 60. It's dropped 20 points since then. I think I think that he uh, – what's the walks per nine become? Like what's, it, what's the number? Somebody throw out a number. Four and a half. Yeah, see, I think he can survive Four. that, don't you? I, I mean, do. And, I think Tony Wyatt's a good guy to bring up, um, who is another 40 control closer who was worth four war last year. Uh, the question with Bream is like, you can, you can live with the walks, but are the strikeouts going to be there? I don't like, see is there it. another dev hit coming? Cause that's the concern is that they come in bunches and there's going to be more sh- bad shit to come. I, I don't see another dev hit coming. I don't see a dev hit coming outside of control. Cause I, I don't, the, the stuff is there. The right. movement's there. Um, 
Last year looks like an anomaly with the home runs. Yeah. And I, he walked I, a lot of guys in spring training. I think he's going to be okay. The walks are the only thing that would concern me. Like, really, that would be it. So, and I think that's okay. I, I mean, if you do strike out 12 and you're not giving up a home run, you're still going to be awfully good. Yeah. I think that if he walks four and a half, he's probably okay. I think if it gets above five, we had this conversation a lot on the pod. That's just too many walks. There's a phase transition between four and five walks per nine where bad things happen. What the hell happened to Dale Brooks? Again, August of 2021, not even 10 months ago, 70 stuff, and it's all the way down to 55. Hmm. I missed this happening. Yeah, me, me as well. I uh, saw. I knew we got a, took a little hit, but that's that's significant. Again, that's 15 points, and that, uh, is, that raises the question: Why trade Arthaga? Why trade Wilder? Oh, yeah, that is. Man. Not, be, this doesn't look like a playoff team. That is not a little hit for Dale. Pitt. No, I. Uh, man, I hated the the Padres before I really thought about Bream and Brooks. Having those two, your two best players, arguably, uh, at least two out of your top four, become question marks, that's a big day. That's a big deal. And, man, we looked at these other Pacific teams. They're competitive. This is going to be a tough division to make the playoffs. And I just said I like the Angels' regular season rotation more. It's because the Padres are going to really struggle in the regular season. Who's going to get you wins? I mean, I mean not only that, and- this team will not be able to hit lefties at all. Um, that's kind of been just accepted in San Diego for years now, right? It, I, I don't even know what to say. If I, I set to... the so this team back in 2019 won 94 games. They've gone down to 83 and 75. So if I were to set the over under on wins at 70, are you taking the over or the under? Over. I'll I'm take over 70. You. I'm taking over on 70. So that's, last that's year they won number. 75 games with a team ERA below four. So say this again. Last year they won a seventy. They won, they won seventy-five games, a team ERA below four, and they hit two twenty-eight. Yeah, this I think that this, that's does probably that, around there. Does that team ERA go up this year? It's got to, right? I think that's that's not as crazy low as it would be in years past. So it probably would go up a little bit, but not, maybe not too much. What was does league team average? Batting average go down from two twenty-eight. I mean, as man, crazy as that is to say. I don't think that's going to happen either. I you think got a full year, season of Justin Santoro. I think it might go down. The year before that, they hit 235. Again, not out of the question. Yeah, this I is trouble. Guess. This is really I, I, trouble. I don't disagree with a lot of what you guys are saying. I, I think we need to – I'm glad that we did the over-under because I don't think this is – a awful awful team right like i think they're going to get some wins i think this team could be 75 win team again yeah that i'm not, not going to get nervous i'm not going to get nervous until you go above 500 because i'm not All sure right. this looks like much more than a five I mean, if well, i tell you this team wins 70 games but has a pythagorean record of 76 and 80 you buy right, that sure the thing is we're debating close to 500 you need a lot more than that to make the playoffs. Oh, and the moves that this team made, I, I do not I do not understand the Wilder deal. I do not understand the Arthaga deal. I don't even understand the Kearns deal. Yeah, yeah I don't understand I mean, a we, lot. We didn't even mention Paul Leggett. Paul Leggett was on the San Diego team. Mind you, he was shit last year. 
But Paul Lego was on San Diego last year. Now he's not. It's three yep. starters that San Diego moved that they could really use right now. He's a yeah, fucking royal again. God damn it. All right. And you added another platoon lefty in Kearns. Santoro, you added late last year. Just, it's like Ben had this great idea to like say, okay, I got these awesome pitchers. My ballpark, it's really hard to hit anything but home runs if, unless you're a lefty. Like that's the only way to score runs in this ballpark. So he said, all right, I'm going to make my team fit the park. And he's done that, but he's gone too far. You need righties who can get on base. You need someone to break it up. So he's kind of went mad scientist, and he think he fucked himself. It's a really weirdly put together team. Again, I don't really hate a lot of these guys. Like I don't hate Steve Meese. Who hates Steve Meese? The thing is, another thing, they're not even hating guys. I don't hate Corey Daly. I've always liked Lamas and Villela and these guys, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem well put together. So I mean, they're essentially. Um, I don't know how much he uses seven-day lineups, but he only has 13 hitters on the roster. So I'm going to assume the lineups are pretty accurate. He's got seven lefties. Granted, one's a switch hitter, but essentially six or seven guys who cannot hit lefties. I mean, Oscar Ruiz cannot hit lefties. He's yeah. he's a 35-contact guy versus lefties. And he's he's one of the righties. So if we include him, that's seven guys. And so after you go through Carthen and Strand at the top of the order— the pitchers get seven fucking lefties in a row. Good luck scoring runs. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's uh, I just don't know what to think. It's really if, a if I already said the team batting average against lefties at 210. Who's taking the over? 210 is pretty low. Yeah, it is. is so damn low. I'll say 225 or something. I think I take the under. I think they hit a buck 79. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I'm I'm totally with Jake. I think this is a disaster, absolute monumental clusterfuck. Yeah, failure. And he liked the move, so maybe. Um, I mean, I I criticized this in Slack, and he argued with me that they were good. So, like I said, this is just me and Jake's opinion, but it looks like a fucking disaster. I don't really yeah. see this ending well in any any capacity. I think in aggregate, I don't like it, but a lot of that is because of what happened to Brooks. So that's really not a good thing. I mean, this Brooks is still Corey Deering, it looks like, with the ratings. So that's I like he's a bad pitcher. No, no, I agree. But it, I think they needed him to be Dale Brooks, and he's not going to be. So that worries me. All right, we move on. Where are we headed next, Jacob? Let's move to Arizona. 500 team through two weeks. Uh, I will refrain from saying anything about the GM. He's been very vocal about the state of his minor league system. I do not know how we can talk about Arizona without talking about the GM. Like, it's physically impossible. Like, this team is, everything about this amuses me. Like, truly. I mean this sincerely. There's nothing about this that I am not amused by. Like, Somewhere between Chicago and Arizona, Zach both learned how to play the game and turned into a dick. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it, I'm overwhelmed by all of this. All right, Trent. Trent, I got to cut you off because you're old. You don't know what it's like to be whatever Zach is. 14, you forgot the word senile there, Deerich. I guess. Just saying. Zach lost interest. 
he's probably chasing pussy and he's busy drinking and trying to be cool. So he, he just lost focus. Maybe yeah, that's he what invi- it is. Then he invited his friend, um, Hippotrop. Uh, Rippentrop. Rippentrop. Good old Rip. Yep. Yeah. He, he brings Rippo in. Rippo likes the league. So Zach all of a sudden gets focused again. And so all of a sudden we're seeing all this activity from Zach. And it's been largely, as whatever <laughs> whatever you guys want to say about Zach, he's done an excellent job in Arizona. Yes. But just like any other 13, 14-year-old, you want to impress your friend by being a cool dude. So, yeah, he's treating people like shit to be funny. He's, he's, a, he's a little boy. <laughs> Whatever. Let- but I have to say, objectively, this is a really good farm system. He's yep. built it 100% from trades. There's not a discovery yep. or a draft pick in there. Uh, that's unprecedented. That's never been done. He, that he deserves got, a lot of credit. He got crazy good value for, like, Tyler Albee. Right, like this is not trading away Bautista to Washington because that was a studly looking pitcher. I happen to think that Houston's overrated. We can get to that later. But but getting value for Bautista was to be expected. But he gets crazy good value for these guys that he sends all over God's green earth. Uh it it particularly I it, from from Scott, I, call, I guess we should say. Yeah, oh maybe that's true. Maybe it's all Washington. But yeah, I I, I just don't even know what to think. Like it I call it Zach 2.0, the reboot, right? Like, I just don't even know what to think. So Zach yeah. 2.0, Electric Boogaloo? Yep. It's, it's, uh, I was talking, I won't mention who this GM was, but I got DM'd by a, a GM that I talked to pretty regularly in private that was really, really mad at Zach, like furious about what he's become and everything. I had to talk this guy down. It was actually sort of amusing. So, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I love what he has done. This team shit on ice. I mean, we'd be done talking about the Diamondbacks. They're awful. Are they? I mean, there's nobody left. So there are a couple trade pieces I like here. If Ryan McNamee can keep this up, he's going to be a very, very um, wanted piece at the deadline. I think the rotation's pretty good, uh, just in general. Like, they have a legit one, two, three, I think. So Greenberg's interesting because... Y'all know me. I subscribe to the, quote, current role theory. OSA has him 45 stuff. He's got him borderline starter. He's never, ever struck out more than six per nine in Sky. Yeah, I I don't, I don't like see Greenberg. that happening this year. Ken Romer, yeah, he's a legit one. I, I think we're, we're, we're at that point. Again, he's, he was the prize of that. Joaquin Nunez trade, along with Jeremy Mellon and Joe Haggerty. He got insane value there for Nunez, and we'll talk about that when we get to Detroit later on. Chris McMahon is interesting. I've got him 60-65. I don't – OSA has him 60-70. I, that looks like a Stefan Williams 60 to me. Uh, That's what Chris McMahon, fake? Chris, McMahon, Chris McMahon looks like to me, a fake 60. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. When you have 80 stamina, a lot of times you get fake ratings. And then and Manuel I- Leone is a reliever. That, yeah. That's so like, I think you're overselling this rotation a bit. I think I am, too. Um, I guess I'm more thinking of just these guys are still good assets. They're young. They're cheap. McMahon oh. and Greenberg. I don't know what they are. Greenberg, oh, I'm with you. I don't like them. There's a difference between good asset and a good player, right? Like, I think that Brett Greenberg and Ken Romer and Chris McMahon, all of these guys are pretty good assets. I think Ryan Mack, I agree with Jake. I think that's a pretty good asset. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, but all these guys should be gone. 
Like, Zach's no. not bad at this. Like, he should sell them. I'm like, I don't understand the Joe Stammer signing. What, what, what role does Joe Stammer have on this team? Well, why, appears, why sign him? It appears to be DH. Right? I, I, I see mean, that, but why sign him? Yeah, why not sign him? I, you're right. I'm not sure that it makes any sense to sign a guy to that sort of contract. Well, wait I mean, a minute. If, he signed if, him. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was early this offseason. If you don't want a full-on tank, and I don't think the Dimebacks look like a team that is going to compete for the 1-1, uh, I don't really see the problem in spending $6 million on a guy who's not going to hurt you financially. Right. Yeah, you're probably right. You're yeah. right. This doesn't look like a contend for the 1-1 sort of thing. No, I, like I said, the rotation, I guess I oversold it, but these guys are not going to pitch you out of games. They're going to eat innings, which means you're going to be in games and you're going to win some of them. Right. So I think they're going to stay competitive for the most part. It'll be interesting what they are. I think those three pitchers... Uh, Kind of tell a lot of the future in Arizona and what Zach decides to do. That's kind of his next big decision. Do you move Greenberg? Do you, do you, is Romer a guy you're going to build around? Jake called him a legit one-one or a legit ace legit pitcher. Ace. I'm uh, he hasn't really proven anything ever, so I don't know what he is. I think he's an interesting trade piece. He was fine last year. I like he had a sub four fifth last year in Arizona, which, which I like. Yeah, he got, Bab- got, got Ashley Babbitt and Homer to death in Detroit, which is an awful combo. Oh, yeah. Right. A damn near impossible combo. But we've only seen him one year. Um, you know, 20 starts in Arizona if you throw out the Detroit stuff. And it's doesn't look like he's ever going to strike guys out. Uh, doesn't look like he's – he might have home run trouble, even with 60 movement. 55 versus lefties in, in that ballpark. That's, that's going to be a given. And he doesn't have great splits. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe so, I'm overselling Romer a bit. I, th- I think you are. I think all these guys are decent. They're decent trade assets, and that's the next thing. Yeah. I guess I should stop talking about them. We should talk about Caleb Austin. Or Mellon, one of the prospects, because that's, that's the future of this team, and they... Those well, are when, when, when they make the sky, we can talk about it. That's, that's part of the preseason pod. I suppose you're right. What's the, what's the point of talking about someone that isn't going to make a difference in the majors? Yeah, I guess we've already talked about the Dimebacks enough. I I really, really like what Zach has done. I'm going to stick with it. Um, I'm willing to call him out. I did publicly on Slack when I thought he was going too far, and I'll continue to do so. But but largely, you know what? If we have to calm him down because sometimes he acts a little too crazy and he rebuilds a team like this, that's, that's impressive. So <laughs> might not work, but... I'm impressed. So. Y'all know what team has the worst pitching or uh, starters ERA in the West? I do not. San Francisco Giants has not been a pretty start. They lost Miguel Diaz for three to four months. That's going to derail everything. Israel Corona has given up at least four earned in each of his three starts, two of which went less than four innings. Ben White owned two at the 6-2-3 area. Kellen, uh, Kevin Ellefson, the number 11 spec in Sky, made a Sky debut early. Wait. I don't didn't like that in six spring training starts. Yeah, he had a 1-9-3 ERA and a .99 whip, but a BABIP of 169 and only struck out eight batters in six starts in, in Sky. He has an 11 ERA through two starts. It's just not not looking good for what a lot of teams thought. 
this would be the Giants' year, and and it just hasn't been. Yeah, I got uh, called retarded by many people for saying they weren't close to a, a contender last year, and look at them, you know, a year later. None of these guys look any better. They're a year older. Uh, the rotation looks like a bust to me. Complete bust. Miguel Diaz, of course, is a is not a bust. He's very good. Uh, sucks he got hurt. Yeah, I feel badly that he got hurt. I feel like we talked about these starters a lot last year uh, and how D. Rich doesn't really like any of them. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to suck this bad. This does not look like a worst ERA in the West sort of rotation. Like, I, do, I, I don't buy that. Not in that ballpark. There's just no way. Um, yeah. That said, Kel- Kevin Ellefson needs to be sent down. That mofo is not ready for the big leagues. Send him down. Why he's up now is completely beyond me. But he wasn't bad in his, in his uh, September debut guess, last year. But he, he's not ready. Um, and so save your guys playing time. Um, I continue to love, love, love Justin Foster. But that's what this team has. Do you still love, love, love John Valley? Uh, not as much. I'm a little worried. I'm worried the bat will never come. Um, and guys, he's only play, 22. Yeah, guys that play great defense are really nice, but I don't know. And but, speaking of save, save, save your guys, man, John Valley, what are you doing in the major leagues? I mean, you could have said the same thing about. Ben White or Andy Stevens, all these guys. Matt brings his guys up arguably way too early. I don't think it's arguably. I think when people say that, like, oh, this guy, he likes, Matt likes to bring his players up early. Like, it's a, uh, it's a choice. Like, it's a, a reasonable decision. It's really, really stupid. And it he's is. fucking himself. It's not, he, not a debate. It's horrible. It, it's really dumb. Like, really dumb. He has screwed himself so much here. This was this. It was not many years ago that this was like everybody's favorite farm system in the sky. Like mine, D. Rich's, everybody's favorite farm system in the sky. And now it's fucked. And you know why it's fucked? Part of it is bad luck. Like if John Valley never can hit a baseball, that's not on Matt. But if this pitching staff is fucked and it's not injuries, a lot of that's on him. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's on him. And I'm not going to feel real bad about it. He's the one that screwed it up. So, Yeah. I think I was hard on the offense. I think they actually can hit a decent amount, particularly if Valley gets his shit together. I like this guy, Allie Jackson. He looks like a fun little player. So, just yeah, saying. They- I remember being so shocked that the more I scrolled through their offense last year, there's a lot of good players offensively. Uh, God, it kind of sucks to see Justin Foster play left field. Like, just the middle infield of Valley and Foster is so cool. It's about as fun as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're all just full of shit, and we're reading too much into this too intense start. Maybe, maybe the re-sim and he was, you know, maybe the sim first sim goes differently. And we're talking totally differently. I don't know. I, I think I agree with you on this 
offense because I think there's some pretty good hitters in this lineup. The reason that Foster's playing left is because they have this guy, Izzy Romero, who's playing second. He doesn't look like such a bad little hitter. Um, I'm not sure if this was by design, but I see a lot of these guys that are these inverse palindrome guys uh, favoring contact over power. If that was by design, let me just say that I think it was sort of genius because that's exactly what you need to do in this park. Yeah, I'm going to be keeping an eye on the triples numbers for both Izzy Romero and Allie Jackson. So the one, the one downside about Romero is that he's only a 30-speed guy. Yeah, he's not fast. Allie Jackson at least has 70 speed. That's true. I guess Allie Jackson, triples leader prediction. That's my early prediction. There you go. But yeah, I feel like I feel like half of these guys should be rookies, and you know, like none of them are, and that's just effed up. Like even Allie Jackson, who looks like a pretty nice little asset, he was in the sky two years ago. That, yeah, that's just stupid. You know so, what's actually crazy? That and it, this could happen. A lot of these players are going to go to arbitration. Guys like Ben White or. They're going to get really cheap numbers because they've sucked dick. Yeah, they were they were up three years too early, so he might be able to extend them for like a million a year for five years. <laughs> you know, it'll be really interesting to see what Ben White signs for. He's already next year will be a second year, and he's projected for a one point three. I mean, it's not unreasonable that this this stupidity gets rewarded for it. Maybe I guess he's playing the long con. Matt's playing the long con. Uh, I guess I don't want to I, even give him credit if that's if it works out that way, but it could. I I don't buy it. I don't know. All right. I, Any anything else to talk about in uh in in San Fran? Nope. Shout out Chris Badillo. I'll uh that that that's my guy right there in uh in San Fran. Nice, nice little hitter there too. Let's All right, let's stay in the bay. Head to Oakland, a team that we might be looking at as a 1-1 team. I've had a nice little start, 55 runs scored, 55 runs against, and a 7-5 start. Team leader in ERA is a California Angels Rule 5 pick, Casey Padgett. Had a, very, had a gorgeous sky debut, eight and a thirds, one earned on eight hits, five strikeouts, and a 6-1 victory against the Mariners. So shout out to the righty side armor there in Oakland, the guy that everyone wants to know about in Oakland, Simon Begum, after 28 starts last year, 4-5-7 ERA, has not had a good start to the season. One great start, again, against Seattle, and has been roughed up in his two others. Um, is there any it, – it, is Matt Holly's going to make the postseason in his career, what, once? No, wait, not, I guess they made it three times, 17, 18, and 20. Huh. I, I don't think I realized that Oakland made the playoffs four times in, in three times in four years. Yeah, that's when Michael missed for like six out of seven years. It's a weird time. That's when um uh, my uh Mike missed in seventeen, eighteen, and twenty. We missed in seventeen, eighteen, twenty. Yeah, it's for a second like there, the door was just wide open in the Pacific, and it has shut. It has. It has shut very hard. much shut. And it's. I think Andy can only blame himself. For uh, being on the other side of the door. Can someone tell me how old Nate Collette is? 29? Trent? 28? 30? 31. Ah, 31. Damn, he's been around a long time. Yeah, he just turned 31, but still. He turned 31 a month and a half ago. End of February. Um, There's not much here. That's all you can say. Um, There is something there, and that's 
all third basemen. That's what they have. They have all the third basemen. Most of them are playing out of position, and they need to be traded. Uh, like Paul McAllister and Jeez. Jim Wiffles? Fuck. I, you know, Andy complains a lot about his budget and all these other things that make it so hard to win in Oakland. You're never going to win at this game unless you fucking understand the way defense works. It's simple as that. Uh, he just shoots himself in the foot every year by doing the dumbest things. Paul McAllister in two years in Sky. Minus 26 zone rating, efficiency of 930 at shortstop. Oh, dear yeah. Lord. Yeah, but he doesn't make that many errors, so that's good. It's not. You're right. Jim Wiffles last year was, was the third baseman in Oakland. 137 starts there. Plus 7.2. Yes. He was the Jim Wiffles is gold a very nice glove award baseman. winner last year at third base, and he's been moved to second base in favor of Matt Holly. Which I think this is actually a good decision. Um, assuming – let's assume that he doesn't make a trade. Uh it's a good thing that Holly's playing third. Like, Holly was such a fun, talked-about player. Unfortunately for him, he's in the worst ballpark and was forced to play the opposite position. Like, there's no way this dude would have re-signed. He should, he should be so fucking pissed that he's in Oakland. For, they forced him to play first base, and he's in this gigantic ballpark. Uh, he could have been subbed in special, and he's not. You know what? I don't... This is another team. Like, all these guys play in the wrong spots. But I, don't, I want to hate this team more than I do. Like, you go through here, I don't think all these guys are so terrible. Paul McAllister is a pretty good hitter. I mean, he plays in the wrong spot, but he's not so bad. Brent Bailey, he's a pretty good hitter. Matt Holly is a really good hitter. I, I don't hate this team. Yeah. I don't. And kind of like the Giants, where we're saying – what the fuck happened? It's all in the GM. You can't play your guys in wrong spots for decades and expect good results. It's a bummer. Like, but yeah, I think he has enough talents to probably put together a team that could win, maybe, or at least be competitive. But uh, I think they're going to be horrible as they, they've been for the last couple of years. Does Jesus Rivera qualify for the ERA title this year? Oh, that's, that's a lot of innings, but has he... When's the last time he's qualified? 2017, the only time in his career he's done it. That's wild. I don't know, maybe. He doesn't feel like he's been that unhealthy. He really wasn't all that bad last year. He was actually really good. Missed six weeks last year, three to four weeks in 2020, three months in 2016. Yeah, I would like to see him bounce back. I like this guy a lot. I still like Nate Collette. I'd love to see him have a great year. Former yeah. All-Star. You know, the Justin rotation. Morgan, another good, maybe not great pitcher, but he's got three really good pitches there. 75 fastball, 70 slider, 70 changeup. Again, rough start to the season. They're pieces, but it, they just don't fit. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, mean, know what, I don't know sorry. what should happen here. No, that's all right. I just don't know what should happen here. But you're right. Like, the rotation is not that bad. Uh, they're one through four. Don't know what the hell um, Bedjam is, but one through four could be good. It's just it's so hard to pitch when you ha- you have no defense because you have a guy who's never played shortstop who has no business being there. That's a really, really good point. How much I'm, better is this starting rotation with a representative defense? Like so. it, like, not even a rep- like, where, what's this rotation like in Atlanta? Oh, I don't know. Uh, miles better for sure. I mean, and they've got Justin Cepeda with his seventy range playing, uh, fifty range, according to say playing center field against lefties. And 
I, I wish I could look at their BABIP stats from last year. Right now, they have a three. They've allowing a three thirty two BABIP, which is a three eight. They allowed a three eighteen BABIP last year. That's really bad, uh, considering you're in Oakland. I assume it's coded the same way with the gigantic foul territory. At least I always have thought that. Maybe it's not coded that way. But in theory, you should have the by far the lowest BABIP because it's such an advantage to have foul territory if you have guys who can get to those foul balls. All right, anything else with Oakland, or are we ready to project the West? It's the Pacific. Pacific, whatever. It's Central. Whatever. You're not all the West, Jake. I mean, we are all the way to the West. All right. I'll start. Go first. All right, go for it. I am ready to overreact. Oh, no. Don't do it, bud. I'm going to – Then someone jump in ahead of me. All right, I'm going to do it. Guess what? This is going to be so bad. Oh, oh no. My gosh. I'm going to pick the California Angels to win the Pacific. Jesus Christ. I think they're the team I like the best. I'm going to take Seattle in second place, and I'm going to take the Las Vegas Knights to sneak in there again in third place. Um, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Dodgers in fourth place. And then it gets a little tough. Um, uh I think I'll take I'll take San Diego in fifth, um, and Oakland in sixth, and Arizona in seventh, and San Fran in eighth. The California Angels, huh? Yeah, I I knew I was gonna upset you, so I decided I'd go first and get yelled at. You know, it's um I don't like the Angels this year, but I really see those top four teams is so tight together, all four of them. I think almost any order, it's hard for me to be upset. So uh, I guess I don't have a problem with the Angels thing. I don't really see it. I still bet on Seattle. Um, I'm just going to bet a little bit on the Magic, and I actually think they might have the best offense of all four teams, (laughs) as crazy as that sounds. Uh, One through six looked really good. No other team had anything close to that. Um, I'm going to take the Knights in second. Uh, I don't love it. And then I'll take the Angels in third and the Dodgers fourth. But, man, I think Seattle kind of finds their way on top, and then two through four is going to be – there's going to be one very unhappy GM. (laughs) And then I think we can all agree, Padres, Giants, A's. At least that's my order. I'm sure that could be debated. What about the D-backs? Fuck. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to take them – God, I forgot about them. I'm going to take them above San Diego in fifth. Okay. All right. Jake, you don't need to pick the Angels first anymore now because I did for you. So I will take the Angels first. Give me the Dodgers second and the Mariners third. Oh, uh, you had to go and do that again. I did. I did have to go and do that again. Uh, with the Knights in fourth, Dimebacks in fifth, Padres in sixth, Giants in seventh, Oakland in eighth. Yeah, I think we're all pretty much in agreement. Just those those top four. It's going to be really tricky. Depends on how many resims we have. It does. It does depend on the resims. Yeah. Commissioners like resims. I, no, nobody likes resims. I don't think the commissioners like resims. It doesn't. It helps us. <laughs> all right. Let's 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 move along. Dustin Where does not like them. Does this mean the Centrals next? That does. And we'll start with the former Central champions, 
the Texas Rangers five and seven through two weeks of play. Wow. First in the West in runs scored, tied for 14th in runs against, 16th in bullpen area. This is not your daddy O's Rangers, and it makes no sense. Yeah, that, that can't none, be right. None of this makes any sense. Arthaga has an ERA of 9.35 out of the bullpen. Green, 14. Palacios, 8.5. Can someone help me make sense of these no. numbers? You I, should stop paying attention to two-week stats. That's what I would say. That's that's the key thing. But it doesn't shock me that the pitching's struggling. I think we've kind of just jacked off uh, Matt a little too much. He's got a lot of depth pieces, but... Outside of Brian Green, there's it's a lot of whatever. So I don't know. It you'll, you'll, shock see, me. you'll see who leads the Rangers in, in batting average. Um looks like Brian Herman to me. Alex <laughs> Pena. Alex Pena. Oh not hitting leadoff anymore. It's unfortunate. That three fifty nine. God, look at the home runs this team's hitting. First Jason, in home Jason run- Clark has six on the year on pace for seventy eight. I'll take the under on that. Maybe it's I, a good thing that we're doing this three days in because I, I do not want to live in a world where Jason Clark is good. Like this is <laughs> unacceptable. Can like, you imagine how much we would have shit on him if we didn't send these first two this days? This is so ridiculous. I'm so upset by this, right? Like how is this man a good baseball player? Uh, angers me immeasurably. All right. I'm done. Last year's rookie of the year. Ugh. so frustrating. Hmm. Brian, yeah. Herman's, Brian Herman's a sexy motherfucker. Um, the, the, big, the biggest acquisition this team made was spending $98 million on Miguel on 33-year-old Miguel Carrillo. That is that is a bold strategy right there. And I'll so, tell you what, I liked it. Yeah. I thought that was a good get. I offered Carrillo money. I was not close to what it would have needed to have been to get – Miguel Carrillo in his age, 33, 34, and 35 seasons. I I honestly think it's a fair number. I think more people should have spent up. I would, if I had $30 million available, I would happily take this contract. Really? Yeah, wow. I think he's going to be very good. Remember, third base is so shallow. Miguel mm-hmm. Carrillo is pretty darn healthy. I know he missed uh, one year, two years ago, but in general, been very healthy, playing a position he had no as he had as good of a contract year as pretty much possible as anybody can have. He had 150 RBIs last year. Dear Lord. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I love the player. I've always loved the player, um, and I I offered him money. I did not offer him this much money. Trent, how many times do we need to tell you that scared money makes no money? Oh goodness. Gonna go your money was too scared. He had 10 stolen bases last year. He has 25 speed. He's got that fun high bar for stealing, though, that I never quite know what to do. Kind of reminds me of Albert Pujols. Who yeah, never got caught, but also never really attempted. Yeah, like Albert Pujols had 16 steals in, like, what, 2008? Something like that. Okay. <laughs> Just you say so. Let's keep it in the sky world. Let's, that's kind of like Covelli. Covelli rocked off a couple 10 steel seasons. I think. He probably did, actually. He was um, 80, 80 steel, is it? So, so do we like the Rangers? I don't know how to rank this team. Like, this team's hard to deal. Fucking central. Oh, vexes me. I've kind of soured on the Rangers a little bit. Uh, I was surprised how good they were last year, and they looked really good. 
but it was just like the bullpen was out of this world again. Uh, it was out of the world, out of this world when they won 98 games. I think they won 99 last year. So when the bullpen's good, they're really good because they rely on it so much. And I don't see how it's any worse with Green, Palacios, Losi, Hoffman, Andy Denholm is really good and could get better. The ratings say that. He hasn't shown it yet, but I'm a believer in him. And they've got Arthaga coming out of the pen. Yeah. It's tough to imagine this team's pitching is better. But I think on paper, they look better. Yeah, I, I think you're right. On paper, it probably is. But some of these guys are going to have disappointing years. And no one had a disappointing year last year. And uh, Rich Todd's gone, who was excellent was last year. Really, seasons. really good. Right. So even though these guys probably have better bars, they have big shoes to fill. And I don't know if I'd bet on it. It's tricky. This team in general is tricky. Um, it's funny how Matt's kind of become the new messiah of our league. A lot of so many people, Steve in particular, thinks he's changed the game. It's interesting. It, it's it's an interesting theory. I, I'm not surprised this team hits. I mean, when Jason Clark's good. Like it's not like the rest of these guys suck. Miguel Carrillo is a good hitter. Oh, you can't I, you can't stop Jason Clark. Right. I guess. I mean, I think he looks like the worst regular hitter on this team. He, I would agree. This team kind of reminds me of the Padres. Like take the Padres hitters, but get rid of the. We're gonna shit it. Pop out nine lefties in the lineup. Like they look really, really reliant on the home run because. Uh, Mike Finch is the, is now in the in the lineup. Coronado looks like he's going to be an everyday guy. I guess a little bit. I mean, I don't Coronado's think... a contact guy. We've got him at we've got him at 55 contact, 60 versus lefties, 55 against righties. Uh, I'm well, obsessed I'm... with Mike Finch. I love this guy. Uh, my scout has wet dreams over Mike Finch. Looks like Bob Pierce could be really good in the right park. He looks like a better Mike Bob Pierce, I should say. I mean, he's in the right park. You see what he position he's playing? Right playing second base. Oh, dear God, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a mistake. But It's, uh, it's going to be disastrous. Not surprising this team. I is, mean, um, throw him at... Uh, fuck. Can, can Carrillo is, play second? No. I don't think so. Finch at first, Coronado at third, Carrillo at second? Oh, man, that just... Would that's got to be, be better, year. right? I it think probably I like, is better. I think I like Carrillo at second more than I like Finch at second. But even Carrillo, he's 45 I range. I think he's third. He's got 60 arm. Oh, yeah, but you have Carrillo. You have Coronado. You you have all these guys who can play third base and first base. No one who can play second base. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, maybe that's this team's weakness. They're They're not going to be good defensively. Because Jason Clark, my new least favorite player in the entire fucking league, he also is not a shortstop, so they're not very good there. So yeah, they might have to call up. Um, they have a couple second base options in in AAA, who are much worse hitters. But I think it might be biting the worth biting the bullet, particularly if you can move one of these guys. I don't know if that's possible. Well, that's a good point. You could probably trade these guys. I would imagine Mike Finch would have value. That's a pretty good player. Gosh, I really want to see him in Texas though. I do too. Maybe maybe you trade Coronado to the Angels for Aaron Long or another maybe. second baseman. I don't yeah. know. I, I imagine Coronado would he, bring. He would have value. our he would have our attention. 
I know he would, Mr. 55 Contact. So, yeah, no, Alfonso Coronado is a pretty good hitter. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be surprised if this team wins the Central. I mean, why, why can't this team be good again? Uh, I don't see any reason they can't. 84 wins is projected to win the Central. So, yeah, yeah. they're, uh, they're going to be in the race for sure. Yeah. I sort of like this team the more I look at it. Possible exception of Jason Clark. Yeah, the middle infield's weird. Uh, that's just about the only question mark. Uh, it's really hard to project the pitching here. I don't know what to expect, but not no, as bad what, as it was. That's as bad as it's been, I should say. That's what's so hard about the Rangers, right? Because you, you don't know how to project the pitching, right? So, But this lineup, I think they look really damn good. So just me. Who's next, Jacob? That, my good friend, would take us to the Chicago Cubs. Whoa, I forgot they were in second last year. Tom Goldsmith brought into play center field. Thoughts on that? Uh, he was there last year as well. He did not play for them last year. He was acquired, well, injured with that severe hip strain that, was, that had him out for five months. I don't hate uh, it. Huh, he did play seven games last. No, I'm No, retarded. that's this year. He did not I'm play so for the Cubs last year. God, I keep forgetting we've already played seven games. You're right. You're totally right. No no longer is it Jesus Polito in center field. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for everybody. Well, that not, is not in that lineup. Verse righties is David Taylor. Hmm. Interesting. I thought he was um Thought he was like Ryan's favorite player in the entire yes. league. Mine too. Interesting. That seems like an odd choice, but I suppose when you're paying Nate Hooper, you gotta play him. I mean, they the the. I didn't like a lot of what this team did in the off season. The biggest was signing Eddie Manon. I. Eddie Manon's a strange player. I don't know what to do with him. I love Eddie Manon. I hate his fit in Chicago. And why is that? Because that means Freddie Fialo has to play first base, and through 12 games, he already has a negative one zone rating at first. Yeah, this this is another team that has really just punted defense. In Freddie Fialo's career, that includes the minors, 327 games, negative 32.4 zone rating and an efficiency of .842. He is a DH. That is There's no need bad. to bring in Manon. That is very bad. I think I'd rather see Manon in left field than see uh, Fiala at first base. Boy, that's tough. I think I might too, but that's a really tough I mean, call. he Boy. has enough outfielders, so this is the better play, but it's not a good play. It's going to be very bad. It's going to be very hard on these pitchers. Poor guys. It's, it's, it's David Sandoval, the second baseman, too. That right side of the infield. Dear Jeez. Lord. Look at their, I mean, it's two weeks, so again, let's check ourselves, but this team is 12th in runs against and 2nd in FIP. Maybe defense is uh, holding them back a little bit after two weeks. That's a bad sign. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't dislike this team. I don't dislike the signing. Right. Like, I don't dislike Nate Hooper for eleven million dollars. I think that could work out just fine. Right. I'm with I, do not, I do not dislike Eddie Manning for nine million dollars. I think that could work out just fine. 
But if what you had to do to get it was do this to your defense, damn. I, wow. I'm not sure I would have done that. Yeah, I mean, gosh, Texas and the Cubs are supposed to be the two best teams in the Central. I hate them both until they fill, <laughs> fix those holes. I mean, they're, they're much better teams if you just get two, two new players. Uh, but, man, they're, they're going to struggle with that defense. It's not going to be very competitive because maybe this division's better than we're giving it credit for. Happy uh, 31st birthday, Garrett Music. Texas responded by giving him the loss in uh, five innings, three earned, six strikeouts. Uh, Jesse Hyde's had a nice little start to the season, three starts, six earned, 21 strikeouts. No home runs allowed. I mean, that's a, that's a strong one, too. Ben Gennings is fine. He was an all-star last year. Mind you, most of that came out of the bullpen, but all-star nonetheless. Kevin Langton is an interesting little guy. He spent time between both the rotation and the bullpen last year. Again, he was fine. Yeah, and then good. Randy Settle, he's someone that probably shouldn't be in the rotation. Again, fine, but nothing that screams, this is a playoff team. Yeah, what's up with Edgar Escobar? Is he uh, totally So shot? my understanding is that he was going to be a follower. Ugh. You're trying too hard, Ryan. I mean, he was never good in the rotation. What, what was his best year? Uh, 4.59 ERA. ERA you know plus of fifth, 106. You know, his, you know what his fifth was that year? I would assume higher because he had a nice five seven three. That was the highest fifth of his career. Man. Man, maybe if you just – because I think he's home run prone, particularly the lefties. Maybe those guys can't function in the central because those ballparks are terrifying. Yeah, I don't really like any of these pitchers behind Hyde and Music. Like, I don't think Ben Jennings. Wasn't that the guy on Jeopardy? Um, Ken Jennings. Oh, that's a good one. Ken Jennings, uh, your pal. Ben, ben Jennings is, uh, he's, uh, I don't like him in this park. I don't like him in the Central. I, I might not even like him. Like, 55, 50, 45, we're excited about that? I don't know. I'm bothered by that. Uh, Langton, eh? I don't know. I'm just not very excited about this. I like Ryan, and I think largely he gets the game, and he does interesting things, and he thinks about it in interesting ways. Um, and I don't dislike the value of these signings in the lineup. I think it's perfectly fine. But I don't know. I don't like this pitching staff, and I'm really worried about the defense. And those two go hand in hand. Um, with a good defense behind him, I think Jesse Hyde could be a pitcher of the year award candidate. But with this defense, damn, it's going to have to strike out everybody. Yeah. Um, this team looks more talented than, like, their talent doesn't equal how good the team is, I suppose. Yes. Because they have a lot of talent, but the sum of the parts is not very high. Interesting, Jesse Hyde was, came over in the Shaver trade. I forgot about that. Mm. Fun to think that, about that Oakland rotation with him. That's pretty, that's pretty good return for Shaver. So that's, that was well done. So, was anything more to talk about here with the Cubbies? Nope. Nope. All right, then. Let's move on from Chicago. Let's head to Houston. Interesting little season here in Houston. They're eight and four, first in the Central. But you look at the team. 
and there's not a lot to love. Um, has it changed much? I know Halverson has disappeared. Halverson's uh, no longer there, which is which is V sad. But it looks Randy, large again, the same. It, it, Houston has always it's Houston has always been sort of like Seattle, where the guys are never great, but like you think about like Manny Bowler. Or uh, what, what What was the name of the, the first baseman that won think, that gold glove that one year? I think you nailed it, actually. Well, no, there was the guy, uh, Archibald or something oh. like that. Oh, the first baseman. God damn it. Jeff? Jeff? No. John? Archie I'm, I'm getting a J. I'm getting a J. Uh, Steve Morgan. Andenberg. Jonathan Morgan. Andenberg. Jonathan. I knew Jonathan there was a Andenberg. J in there. Jonathan Andenberg. But, like, you know he always... What? Pulls these guys out of fucking nowhere, and they always perform. I think yeah, Trent well, called them Pittsburgh East or Pittsburgh West once before. Um, I, I think that stands true. I mean, Things my, go right here. My favorite player on this team, of course, Angel Trujillo, who, by the way, is in left field to start the season. Ryan <laughs> Rano's in center. I think that's a good choice. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, Trujillo no longer in center field. Just worth noting, I think. Uh, there's certainly nothing wrong with Ryan Rana playing center. I mean, he's not my favorite player on this team. Former California Angels prospect Hector Becerra, a New Year's baby. Uh, my favorite player on this team is the guy who's not on this team because he's still hurt. Um, because it's uh, John Camarena, and you throw you throw him in this team, and it's a it's a whole different ballgame. Looks looks like a different player. So I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know what to think about the Astros. We never like the Astros. Like there is not a team in the sky whose ratio of the amount of shit they take from us to the amount of winning they do is lower. Right. Like they take so much shit from us and do so much winning. Definitely. They're first place on that ratio. No doubt. I feel like I was really nice to Sterling when he was rebuilding out of like pity because they were so bad for so long. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, yeah, I like the Astros. And I really didn't. And it's just been 10 years of me hating them. And they've they've proved me wrong for like seriously a decade straight. Every year. They're incredible. Yeah. Yeah. the uh, oh yeah, the, everybody's talking now on Slack about Tim Peach. Remember your boy Tim Peach? I know. Um, God, I keep sending these third basemen, shit hole, horrible third basemen to Houston, and they they're great. And now it's Luke Luke, who's Rippo's favorite player on Houston now. So yeah, all good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I don't like this team better than either of the two teams that we have just talked about, and I think they're probably going to finish above both of them because that's what Sterling and Houston does. Is John Lambert a starter? Um, why not? Yeah, I think so. What, what What do you have as his current role? Strictly bullpen. Yep. So that's <laughs> that's why I ask. Well, uh, I think he's a I starter. have a question. I think you have to have a guy as a starter or a closer for him to be a captain. You do, yes. So relievers cannot be captains. Captain. Now, of course, this is dumb. Like, certifiably insane. Like, totally stupid. But an RP can't be a captain. A CL can be and an SP can be. And so maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't know. He's in the rotation. Throwing it out there. So 
I don't believe in that uh, projected role thing. I know I, I'm different than you two, but I think Lambert's fine in the rotation. Not going to strike guys out, but I don't see him being a liability in any way. Yeah, this team's sort of like the inverse Rangers and uh, uh, Cubs because one of their strengths should be defense. And that goes a long way. And where are they, where are they weak defensively? I don't know that they are. Dave, I mean, their shortstop is he is going to push for Gold Glove. Yeah, Cordero. If, that's if, the if, guy if you're he keep, about. if he keeps the job when Van Gelder's healthy. Yeah. Um, because that eighty range, seventy five air, eighty DP, that is that is sexy. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he's that. Maybe that's why the Astros never look as good as they are. It's because this team focuses on the hard to see things like defense, and this team looks totally different. You put John someone Campbell. tell me how old Alejandro Gallego is. Twelve. I don't know. Thirty-one. I looked. He's only thirty-one. He feels like he should be thirty-four. I guess maybe. I feel like you know more about his career than I do. I mean, he's just someone that's been around. For, I mean, how has he only been around for seven years? He started when he was 24. He's another one of those guys that he started. He feels when... like he's been around for fucking ever. Yeah. Unreal. I, I don't get he... that. But, I mean, they, they don't have weak spots defensively because Gallego is very good on the end. He's got 35 range there, which is good enough at first base. But yep. Sarah is a quality second baseman. Luke Luke yep. is a quality third baseman. It's a good defensive team, and that that helps make up for some of the issues of this pitching staff. Because Clint Borman is no longer a lot of holes. Yep. Clint Borman is no longer an ace. He's a no. solid number three. Yeah, I'm not. I, I I really like Clint Borman, the player. I've always sort of liked him. But I love Clint Borman, the musical artist. I, I I'm not going to comment on that. Apparently, is that a person? Think. No, Clint he came Borman? out. He had like a some sort of jazz oh. album that came out. You're right. You're right. You're right. I just know I'm thinking of Clint Black because that's a real person. It's like the only other person I know named Clint. I mean, uh, are we sure they're good defensively? By the way, very. Oh, sorry. They're good defensively. I know Julio Cordero is a whiz at shortstop. I but... mean, then they've got Trujillo, Rano, Little in the outfield. Little's a 60 range guy. Trujillo and Rano speak for themselves. Luke Luke is can hold his own at third base. Becerra's a 60 range guy at second base. I love Hector Becerra. Been trying to get him back for years. And Alejandro Gallego can hold holds his own at first. Dear, how old is how old do you think Alejandro Gallego is? I I already know. I cheated. God damn it! I I'm cheated sorry. too. I I remember him in Colorado. I have no memory of these Toronto years, but that's just me. So yeah, he was in the crazy crazy Sissel trade when Kiefer certifiably lost his goddamn mind and traded everything. Anyway, I was just making sure you guys weren't looking at the stats, the fielding stats, where Houston ranks very high. It's no, no, no. almost entirely because Luke Luke had an amazing first two weeks at third base. So I was just yeah, double-checking. No, I, I really do think they're good defensively. I think certainly I happen to think this is just part of the way that I think about the game, but doesn't mean I'm right. But I happen to think that this might be why the Astros are closet good. That they do things like play defense, that 
are harder to see in the in the overall potential ratings sometimes. Someone okay. Someone before we move on. Someone tell me how old they think Chris Corey is. Thirty-one as well. Oh no, he's older than that. He's like thirty-five. Thirty-three. I it, it for some reason I have some cognitive dissonance when it comes to Chris Corey being older than Alejandro Gallego. I think just the name Corey makes me think of like a twelve-year-old kid. So I just automatically. <laughs> By the way, go. Chris Corey before he came into the league. Only one other catcher in Sky history had more than 26 triples. Tommy Walker is 39. Chris Corey has absolutely shattered that with 95. I hope he gets the record because that's not – what is he, 30 shy? Uh, he is 50 shy. Noyola is sitting at 145. Noyola oh, is running away with that. Yeah, mm. Noyola smashed the record. It was about 120 for a long 127, time. 127, Jorge Cuevas. Chris, right. Chris Corey's tied for 21st with Dante Harge. And Luis Pineda. Dante Harge was a solid little player. That's a throwback, baby. That is. That's the Milwaukee teams when D. Rich and I and Jake joined the sky, right? Like those were great Milwaukee teams led by Dante. Yeah, he Harge. was. Uh, he was a top five, probably probably top five player in sky when. We, when Someone we tell play. me how many All Star games Dante Harge made. How, just off the top of your head, how many All Star oh games God. Dante Harge could made? very easily be ten. I already looked. I'm so sorry because this is a great question. He made one All-Star game. And it was as a Philly, probably. Nope, 2004 in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. That's incredible that he had all these, like, seven war seasons and didn't make the All-Star game. That's incredible. And that yeah. year, he had a 426 on base percentage. Was it because? It's because he got hit with 16 pitches. <laughs> I love looking at hit-by-pitch stats, by the way. Just going to say that. It's very right. consistent. Any Anything more with Houston? The deeply dis- disturbing situation. I just want to say one more thing about Dante Hart. Isn't he like your favorite trivia answer, Jake? Like, oh, he's one of my favorite trivia answers. He shows he up has, a lot. He's Does. always like closet good. He was a guy that had power and speed, so he was always the answer to Jake. And he's got like one of the top five names, I think, of all time. Oh, I love Dante Harge. All right, we, be, we I was done with Houston long ago. Yeah, we're talking about Dante Harge now. So. All right, let's move on to Milwaukee. A uh, an interesting little team went 77 and 79 last year, outperformed their Pythagorean record. It's it, it seems like a while ago they had back to back 90 win seasons, and then they followed it up with back to back 70 win seasons. Dustin Keaton is back. Signed for five years, $95 million, a lot less than he would have made in on the open market. Jean-Pierre is back on the first year of a five-year, $83 million deal. Sadly, sadly, Jim Brandon has left the building. Oh, no. Say it ain't so. Jim Brandon, after spending – after splitting time last year in Milwaukee and Colorado Springs, is with the Scranton Dundies. I was I mean, about to ask, did he retire or is he just gone? No, he's still around. He's in Scranton. It's a bummer that the defense went on Brandon because that's why he, he left Milwaukee because they, their third baseman was so bad for so long. Like he, even in the dark years of Jim Brandon, he could have been starting a third base had he been Only one ball. player in Sky history has more hits than Jim Brandon's 2,811. He could have got there. God, he so could have got there. I mean, he's he's played over the last two years. He's only played in 80 regular season games. And in those games, he has 76 hits. 
Jim Brandon a Hall of Famer? I think he has to be, doesn't he? I think so. I've, I'm not looking at the war, but I always, yeah. I've always thought so. 51 war. I think that's, I think I that's th- enough given the I hits think, number. I think he's, he, he, I, yeah. Even I think I, I have to vote him in. Like I, I was off of Nate Riley forever. Nate Riley's gonna end up on my ballot. Well, I, speaking of Milwaukee Brewers that are no longer Milwaukee Brewers, also <clears throat> Nate Riley, no longer on this team. Okay, yep. Nate Riley has the fifth most hits in Sky history. What the fuck? Yeah, longevity half, goes a long way in Sky. Half of them were home runs. Yeah. What the f- that see that right there doesn't make sense. Nate Riley should not have the fifth most hits in Sky history. I'm sorry. Yeah, 280 hitter. So weird. Not even. He was a 265 hitter. Oh, I'm. What's his peak? I think his highest batting average was 2015 Baltimore, and it was like 282. Uh, 214, 286. All right. That was pretty close. Pretty close. I, oh, my God. But yeah, that, that's, wild. that's wild. I hate him so fucking much. I know. You have anyway. A deep All right, let's actually paper. talk about the Brewers, shall we? Because we're dangerously uh, close to talking about Dante Harge again, which I'm willing to do. <laughs> is, is, there a, is there a winner, a, a top 10 player in Sky? I think Absolutely so. not. Top 10? Top 10. Top 10. Come on. Now, are we talking players, including pitchers? Not including not. position players. Just position players? OSA has him at number six. That seems... Know. Very high to me. He is, for what it's worth, ahead of the following players. In order. Leon Aguilar. Nope. Angel Trujillo. Yep. Steve Meese. Nope. Manny Ficchio. Nope. Jose Galvez. No. And then the next few, Jorge Flores. Mm, yes. Close. Ryan Herman. No. Austin Haggerty. Mm, close. I don't know. That's tough. Do, do you guys know who the number one player in Sky is? Oh, my God. It pains it, me. Is it Sanchez? It's not oh, no, Sanchez. It's, it's that fucker Surrett. It is. It is that fucker Surrett. Yeah. Eighth oh, rounder by Toronto. He also is not. I mean, he's good and an amazing player. Fuck. Fuck out of here, number one. Yeah, no, that's not right. Platoon um, guys. Get suck. Ugh, I hate it. I hate that he's ranked number one. Now, I hate now, Dylan Surrett. I, I really like Earl Witter because he is not. I repeat not, a platoon guy. He can hit both both pitchers, and, I mean, he's really good. I don't know what you got to want the guy to do. I, I don't know. to hit more than he is, I think. So there, there was a guy that Milwaukee had that I believe in 2020 was set to set the world on fire. Oh, no. Esteban Prado has fallen off a fucking cliff. I thought you were going to say Ryan Wood. No, no, we can get to Ryan Wood, too. Um, but now that I'm looking at this team in general, I'm realizing this is very much like the Dante Harge Brewers. And you know why that is? Speed, 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 and a little more speed. And I ain't talking about meth. <laughs> I love it. I uh, I mean, it doesn't make a damn lick of sense in this ballpark. He had a lot more success when he was hitting homers. But Andrew is true to his soul that he loves stolen bases. I like that he sticks to it. Um, I guess we should probably say for like from 2000 to 2010, the Brewers stole an irrational amount of bases. They got caught stealing like 40% of the time and still <laughs> led the league in steals by 100. 
They were let, let, let's look at that. Let's look at that 2002 team. They stole 204 bases. They got caught 56 times. <laughs> That's pretty close. Um, I believe they have the single season record at 256. If I remember correctly. Uh, you guys talk about that. You guys talk about that. Uh, yeah, I just remember. Two, uh, so they had the record. It was actually the 2014 Brewers at 236, which has since been broken in back-to-back years. 262 by the 2020 Kansas City Royals, 261 by the 2021 Kansas City Royals. Well, it makes a little more sense to see it in Kansas City, I suppose. Yeah. No, I but agree I, with that. I think the first year we went to, I don't know, maybe it was out of the park 20. Right. Um, it gave us a base running rating on the main screen. And the first year Milwaukee Brewers were first in steals and, and last 16th in base, base running. And it was like, <laughs> oh, maybe that's why they've always sucked or that, why they've had a bad stretch. I mean, 2009. 172 stolen bases, 59 caught stealing. Yeah, that's that's not pretty. A little throwback. You know who led that team in stolen bases? 2009? 2009. Could have been Dante Harg. It was oh, not man. Dante Harg. I'll give you a hint. Former California Angels first rounder. Ben Carson. Dr. Right. Ben Carson. That's a good one. Good one. Well done, Trent. All right. All right. Can we, we I should probably talk about this team, right? Oh, we get distracted way too easily. Anyone I, else a Logan Condo fan? No. No. It sounds like a really nice development. I would definitely buy there, but I wouldn't have him on my team. <laughs> I have a I have a more substantive question. Dustin Keaton, clear number one ace, right? Like we love Dustin Keaton. We do love Dustin Keaton. He threw how many pitches did he throw in that game last year? 138 or something? 142. In 12 and two-thirds innings. Right. Gosh. Jeez. Fuck. Already this year, he's thrown 137 in a game. No, that was Mondragon. What? Oh, shit. He's done that, too. Yeah. You think Mondragon's special? Hell no. He threw... Oh, my God. Dustin Keaton threw 144 pitches in a spring training game earlier this year. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta warm up that arm. I love you, Andrew. I mean, how lucky is Andrew to get this guy? Anyone (laughs) else would be dead. (laughs) Oh, this is fucking amazing. 144 in a spring training game. I can't even wrap my head around that. So we have Justin Keaton. Then we have John Pierre, who on anybody else's team is a number one, right? Like here he's the number two. After that, you have Cervantes, who is, you know, certainly a – I love I love Aiden Cervantes. I guarantee you, he is not very good. That is the problem. Yes, he's been bad forever. And I guarantee you, if Andrew was a team that liked to trade, Aiden Cervantes would be a California Angel. I think he might be an Atlanta Brave, but who's what's the difference? I think he should be traded. I have a hard on for this man. Okay. <laughs> we just need that isolated as a drop. So, like, there we go. Who's good at on like for that? this man? David, <laughs> yeah, Boston David, make sure to click David, that in your next video. I want that. <laughs> Definitely. But All you right. see, you see one of these other charters that they got. You know, are are you are you are you getting towards something here? The number five, the uh, knuckler, Mike interesting. June. Interesting. Didn't know he existed. 
Hmm. That's an interesting player. He also threw 153 pitches in a spring training game earlier this year. 153. <laughs> How many fucking people did you put on the roster? It's not a, an exclusive party in spring training. You shouldn't have to pay a cover fee. And you really, ma- what the hell is going on? 153? He's 65 stamina. That's not even physically possible. He struck out 10 and 7 and 2 thirds, dear Lord. I can't believe there's a setting, a bar you can drag <laughs> to get you to one fucking 53. That is fantastic. All right. I'm trying to make a larger point here, and we keep getting uh, sidetracked. So, uh, Dustin Keaton's one of the top 10 pitchers in Sky. John Pierre is probably one of the top 20 pitchers in Sky. Adam Cervantes sucks, but there's always a chance he plays well. Haggerty and Witter are both top 20 players. Why isn't this team better? Because Sterling took – Sterling got all the luck in the family, I think. Like, Maybe. they are the they – th- they strike me as the anti-Astros. Is the Astros do the little things right, even though they don't have the talent? Milwaukee's always had the talent and always done the little things hor- horribly wrong, from defense to base running to everything. Uh, Before we move on, who was the legend – of the wild card game. Davin Tooks, baby. Davin Tooks. The legend of Tavin Tooks. Better than the ledger of Bagger Vance. The legend of Bagger Vance. I told David to get a clip from Bagger Vance and put Davin Tooks on it for his meme video and he, he thought it was stupid. <laughs> anyway. Uh we haven't said a word about Milwaukee. They're talented. They do the little things wrong. There's too many holes, I think. What do you think of this Austin Morton guy that they got from Los Angeles? I don't like him. I don't you think know, he can hit. He's Jason Clark. So I hate him, but he might be good every now and then, you know? He looks exactly like Jason Clark to me. He was so almost a Philadelphia Philly like eight times over the last <laughs> three years. Austin Morton. He was so almost a Philly. Mike probably hates me because I kicked the tires on him and then said no thanks and then came back to him. Oh, it was awful. So, and I, and I didn't get him. And so it will be interesting to see. I mean, he's in a similar ballpark now to Philly because Milwaukee's a good, so we'll get to see what he would have been like in Philly. Um, I sort of like the player and still think he's going to be awful. I mean, I want to like him and I don't think he's going to be very good. So, now I hope that he's in Milwaukee. He's awful. But, yeah, maybe maybe D. Rich is right. Maybe this is a team that just steals too many bases. You can't get thrown out 40% of the time, whether you're a team or get, a player. You can get thrown out 20% of the time. That's okay. 25% and this is a team that has the second most stolen bases and the third best base running. I mean, how many guys on the team are going to hit above 230? Austin There's, Haggerty will. So will Witter. Ryan Wood should. Ryan yep. Wood should. Javier Martinez will if he only plays against righties. Uh, he's I, never sniffed it in his career. Which even is so sad. Yeah. So you got to say no. Logan Condo could. Never sniffed it. Logan uh, I guess Condo he has. Did what? He, has. He, he hit 308 in 2020. You're right. He actually did have a year and a half. That was pretty good. Now, Austin Morton won't. Um, Rafael Carreras won't. Greg Wo- Webb sure won't. Greg um, Webb won't. They kind of have San Diego syndrome, except Maybe a that little. it's not like 
San Diego has these good players who only hit home runs and are lefties. Milwaukee's got three or four studs, and five guys in the lineup are going to just suck dick. All right. We spent an ungodly amount of time on Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. And I still don't feel like we talked about Milwaukee, but that's all right. Let's Can go. we just what change we the way this pod is? We just ramble for three hours about Dante Harge. That'd be I better. Mean, that could be that could be a special. I'm good to do a special on Dante Harge. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. I could talk about him for three hours. We, we should we should each pick one player to ramble about for 30 minutes that did not play for our team that we just uh-huh. love. I would like to do that. That would that sounds fun. Who's Anyway, that, all right, let's talk about the other Chicago team with arguably the front runner for both rookie of the year, position player of the year, whatever other awards there are, and that is Gabe Sandoval. That motherfucker is good at baseball. Love it, love it, love Gabe. Shout out Zach for having the balls to actually pick a DH first overall. Um, I don't think many people would have picked him first overall. I think it's interesting where he would have fallen in most years, like particularly. I guess he was picked in out of the park twenty, but yeah. he was we we had we had access to the mock drafts at that point in time, so maybe that influenced it. And that was the year I made a mock draft and I put him one, or I predicted that they would pick him. Anyway, we've seen like three DHs go number one: Olson, Mond, and now Sandoval. Sandoval looks like the best of the bunch. He looks like he's the sky is the limit for this guy. Yeah, he's he he's gonna be really good. I mean, he's ready for the sky. And it's proved in the numbers. How many home runs do we think he's going to hit? Because that's the question with his development. I'd I say 30. 20-25? This year? You're talking? I think he could hit 30 this year. I don't think it's, with, he, I don't think it's outside their own possibility. I mean, I'm going to take, take the under on 30. What so. do you think the odds are he gets to that 70 home run mark that OSA hasn't pegged for? Because if that happens... We got like Vladimir Guerrero. 80, 70, 70, 35, 70. Is that the comp for him? Is that Vlad Guerrero without the without the arm and the def- ability to play right field? <laughs> I mean, that was a big part of Guerrero. Guerrero had a fucking cannon out there in right field, but Guerrero yeah, could also hit, hit balls that bounce three feet in front of the plate, which is part of the reason I love that man. And that's why what I think Sandoval's doing. He doesn't strike out, but he will not walk. He hits the ball. Uh, he's really, really fun. I don't think we've had a player with this mold ever. The, the Vlad comparison is really spot on. I don't see the 70 home run power coming in. I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, um, I thought the same thing with Boren, and then all of a sudden that came in. Right. Um, I feel like it's a little different. Boren was really young still. Sandoval's already 24. Um, he was sort of older when he was drafted, so that's not his fault. And I really do like the player. Like, I had always shat on Gabe Sandoval. I'm going to be wrong. He's going to be really good. Um, and we'll see how he goes. But, but yeah, the, the White Sox might actually be decent. Like, this team looks pretty good. Um, not, not to mention the addition of the $70 million man, Ramiro Mendez. Yeah. Now, that was dumb. I don't think that was very... I think it was a little Minnesota bias. It's a. Uh, I think that's what he did. He's. I'm sure Sly loves this guy. I mean, he's he's the only MVP to ever play for Minnesota, if I remember correctly. 
Unless I'm forgetting someone. To, to win their MVP in Minnesota or to actually play in Minnesota? To win their MVP in Minnesota. Let's take let's take a little look-see through the anals. Because I'm sure that if I'm sly and I have my 15 years of Minnesota Twins winning 81 games and being a snooze fest. Juan Ochoa, 2000. Ochoa. Win in Minnesota. Hmm. Interesting. Well, okay. I don't even know if that was sly. Um, certainly. Uh, I don't think it was sly, but just saying Minnesota 2000, there was a That's a good winner. call. I don't even know who that is. Ochoa. Does he have a nickname? Am I forgetting? I mean, he, he, he stayed until 2011. I mean, he bounced around. He was with the Twins until 2005, spent two years with the Mets, won a ring with the Mets in 2007. Huh. Then with St. Louis, Cleveland, and the Mets again. Interesting. He was, a, really he was an interesting I, little player. I, mean, I really don't the, remember him being good. That's I mean, funny. he had three. I mean, because his his three. I mean, you take out he had 2007 war, 2001 at six and a half, 2002 at six war, 2003 at 4.4. Nothing else came close to that. He had a four year peak. Like imagine if Bobby Hagley was half as good. That that's Juan Ochoa. Interesting. Well, anyway, I guess uh, let's not get off topic all night as much as I want to. Well, you don't want to I turn think... this into a six and a half hour marathon? No, I, I certainly don't. I mean, we're at we're we're closing in on two and a half here, and we're halfway right. through the central. Fuck, I was planning on making this a quick one, but it's it's hard when that you get... did not happen. Whoever brought up Dante Harge got my sky, I got my sky nerves tingling, so I'm ready to rock. <laughs> but Ramiro Mendez won an MVP out of nowhere in Minnesota. Sly is probably favorite player ever, so he probably overpaid for him, and that's is what it is. Uh, but it is a big contract, probably fully guaranteed. That's the scary part. Um, uh, it's guaranteed, guaranteed, opt-out, guaranteed player option. I'm going to think that he is opting into $18 million. I I do not like this deal at all. No, it's it's bad. Um, it's funny. Since, you know, when Mendez was really good five years ago, we talked about his injury history all the time. We, we haven't talked about him, so we kind of forget this dude gets hurt all the time. Yeah. This is just not – it's bad. It's just not a good idea. Um, yeah, I'm disappointed. But, I mean, I, if he stays healthy, he might be a pretty good hitter. But but these are the moves that – I mean, the White Sox are a young team on the rise. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of talent. Uh, they have the ability to go out and sign big free agents. Mendez hinders a lot of what this team can do in the next four years. Yeah. Um, I like almost everything else on this team. The only guy I don't like. Like, I mean that sincerely. I like all the rest of these guys a lot. I think they have a couple holes, but, man, uh, are we talking about the White Sox in the future? Are we talking about them right now? Because that's the same thing we've run into. Oh, I think, I'm willing, I think I'm willing to say right now. Like, uh, they're good defensively with Sean Ooh. Barnes and Trudgeon. They're good. Really, the only – I might like Ramiro Mendez – Less than any of their non-catcher or other hitters. Man, like I, I think you're talking. I hate their defense. I'll say that much. I think Bobby Perez is going to hurt them. I don't really oh, like. Doesn't look like thought. Sean Barnes is playing. Food for thought. Swap Sandoval with Perez. Okay. I like it. Why not? Yep. I think Sandoval is better defensively than Perez. Yeah, I think he probably. Or I, I know he will be better. 
but he's got that 80 arm. He I has got, that. Better. Got more he, speed. He has a howitzer attached to that left arm of his. I have Sandoval with 45 range, so I have them very, very, very close. I have him at 50 OSA. I have him 50, 50, 55. If he is 50 range, that's a those five points are a big difference. So he's he's John Trotter in left field. Ugh. If he's 50, 50, 50. I think it's worth an experiment. Um, play him for a couple of weeks, see if he kills you. And if he does, so what? Because Perez was going to kill you anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I like their defense more than you because I think uh, I like your idea of moving Sandoval, but uh, uh, but in the in the infield they're really good. Sean Barnes, I sort of like the player, and he's nope. going to be rock solid at second base. Don't forget yeah. about first base, Trent. Yeah, was, was Jacob Sanders worth the thirty-eight million that the White Sox paid him? Of course not, and we knew that when they signed him. I mean. So. He's been worth four and a half war there in, in Chicago, which is more than he was worth in California or Oakland. It certainly wasn't a. Uh, it was not the shit show we thought it would be. We, no. we thought he would be good and hurt. We did not think he would be healthy and bad, which is what he's been for the most part. I was wrong. I thought he was not going to reach, what, 250 games with the White Sox, I think is what I said, across four seasons. And he's gotten there by, by a healthy margin. The only issue is that, unlike what he was doing in Oakland, he's not hitting. Or California. Yeah, it's been a bummer, but I certainly wouldn't call it like this isn't a signing we're going to go make fun of five seasons from now. It just was whatever. It is what it is. It could have right. been much worse. Um, I want to talk about the defense again and talk about Sam Vaughn because this hitter is really cool. Uh, I didn't know, kind of forgot about this guy considering how bad he was last year, but he has a really high ceiling. As a DH. Yep. And he's got Freddie Fialo syndrome. He's going to kill this defense. And you know what? After six games, he already has. You have to get this guy out of there immediately, which means you have to play Sandoval in the outfield. And then what are you doing with Bobby Perez? Why the fuck did you pay Mendez? It's, you have three DHs on this team. You have to solve it. God, every I, uh, good team in the Central has just like a gaping hole in defense. I, I sort of like the Willie Fernandez player, too. I think that he should probably – now he could play first, so that would be all right. But It's just – he is playing first. Uh, they're platooning, but that's a bummer because those are two of your best hitters on the team. Sam Vaughn is an Willie awesome Fernandez hitter. can at least play first base fine. Yeah. Yeah. He can play first base, yes. Easy. You play Fernandez at first. Where do you play Vaughn? Well, you're right. There's no good place to do this. It's a bummer. Vaughn, Vaughn is probably worse than either Perez or Sandoval. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he's minus one and a half over six games. That's not ideal. That's going to be a big number. And then Mendez should probably play center. And... Unless it's Mikey Mayhew. You're right. It doesn't go together really well. I like the second short combo in the infield. I think those guys are going to be good. Um, uh, and I like this pitching staff. I think this pitching staff could be pretty good. The 1-2 is, hell, 1-2-3. I uh, think 1-2-3-4 is pretty good. I, yeah, I think you're right. Mullins is sneaky good. 
Um, it, they all seem like they're a year away from peaking, but man, the if, rotation could be very strong. If the Chicago White Sox in 2022 are better than the Chicago Cubs, will that be a surprise? Say that again, please. If the Chicago White Sox are this year the best team in Chicago. In I, I would believe that. Yep, I would too. I think I'm going to pick that. I It's a race to who fixes the defense to me. You can't have Fiala playing first, and you can't have – got to find room for Sam Vaughn. At somewhere. least with the White Sox, Vaughn is only playing first against one-handedness. Fiala is playing first base every day. I know, but, man, maybe you guys don't see what I see with Sam Vaughn. He looks oh, like he's a 20 range. He, he, he has no business being oh, in the I'm, field at all. I'm talking about the, with the bat, with the bat. Is this guy as good as I think? Because he was bad last year. I don't see ratings like this ever, particularly for right-handed guys. I have, I have 75, 45, 75, 55, 60. That is like Hall of Fame bat. That's a top five or ten bat with those off those ratings. I know the I know the stats haven't lived up to it, but Jesus, a right-handed guy, 75 contact, 75 power. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Find a place for him to play. Every day. So. Yeah, which is DH, which means you have to play Sandoval in the outfield. So please trade Bobby Perez as soon as possible or cut him just or bench him. Something like that. All right, anything more with the White Sox as we close it on the two-and-a-half-hour mark? I think I would like this team better without Ramiro. Did we Man- talk about the pitching at all? Yeah. Yeah. Enough. We like them. I like them. Alisea, Only, no, no, None of the pitchers on their uh, on the active roster make more than $850,000. I know. Worth it's very noting. exciting. Yeah. Which means they're going to get expensive soon. I'll see it. Uh, Duvall, I believe, is going to be due for arbitration soon. Uh, Alicia still has another year. Uh, Ventura still has another year. And Murato is, is about to get expensive, especially if he has a very nice year like he should. All right, let's move to Kansas City. It's always interesting in Kansas City, especially in Sky World. Not not so much in in real life, but in Sky Sky World, nothing more exciting than Kansas City. Oh, man. It sucks not having the off-season button to, you know, unpack whatever happens. Alex Saldino. It's Alex Sandino. Oh, yeah, this is the guy. I almost traded for this guy. He just Kansas City beat me to the bunch. I thought and this was a nice player. Good start for sure, uh, but a nice player actually. A nice player who he got for a pretty cheap price from Colorado. What else happened here? Um, Jonathan Brashear signing is interesting. I was so, very uh, surprised. So, were you in? Was anyone else in on Brashear? Uh, yeah, I offered him significantly more money than he took. I did. I think. I think I did as well. How uh, disgustingly backloaded was your contract? That was not backloaded at all. Interesting. What'd you offer him? I think I offered three forty-one over three, so less than Brashear took. Uh, no, so I did offer less than than he took. So I offered forty-one over three. Okay. I think I. Offered- I I wanted him. I I didn't care about the last two seasons. I wanted Jonathan Brashear. Yeah, I I had the same exact thought. 
I think I offered four for 84 backloaded and it was kind of a gross contract. So I understand why he didn't take it, but uh, it was competitive to say the least, but I, yeah, I'm with you. I think he can bounce back. I don't see why not. The last two years were primarily Babbitt driven. I, I mean, it doesn't, it, it cannot possibly get worse when it comes to Babbitt. He was someone, I mean, you take out those two years. He was a Babbitt of probably close to 340. And then he goes 225, 257. I don't know what the fuck happened with those guys. Him and Hathaway. Vegas of all places. Oh, my gosh. Hathaway and Brashear, switch hitters who favor, who are really right-handed bats. Their Babips just took a gigantic dive. Uh, I can't help but think they're related in some way. But I'm still going to bet on it. But, man, I just see he hasn't got a hit in five games. Yeah, maybe he's toast. He also has four home runs. God, it is Hathaway. Basically, this is Hathaway that I'm looking at. I don't know. Uh, I still like the risk. It's because it's a pretty team-friendly deal. I think for the contract you were going to give him, Rich, I wouldn't like it. But for the contract he ended up taking, I sort of do like it. And, uh, I mean, need to remember, it doesn't look pretty. But he was worth two war last year. That's not nothing. Um, yeah, playing second base in Sky last year, it's hard not to get two or three war. Second baseman were so bad. So, yeah, I mean, I really, I don't know what to think of the Royals. Um, begins and ends with Pineda, who has yet to be as advertised. Maybe this is the year he's had a nice start. So, oh, so what do you got? So, OSA has him 70-80. I've got him 60-75, and that's a Big difference. I have sixty-five eighty. I have fifty-five seventy. Whoa! So we are all across the board on Pineda. All right, let's go bars then, because fuck overall. Eighty stuff, thirty-five movement, both those full, and then forty-five fifty control. I have forty-five fifty-five. I have forty fifty control. The movement is thirty thirty-five, and the stuff is eighty. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, now, I don't know what that equals. <laughs> now, is this, you know what I think? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say it. I think this is a trap guy because he's got the 80 stamina, the 70 hold runners, the pitches are sexy, but it's tough to get guys out when you have 35 movement and 40 control. You but know what? Did he throw 150 pitches in spring training? That's the bigger question. No, and it he? turns out he did not. Damn. Might have. I uh I don't think he's a trap guy. I know what you're saying, because I probably the overall and potentials inflated, but that doesn't mean he's a trap. I I think if you're a lefty and you have 80 stuff versus lefties and righties, which is what he has, you're no trap. Um, I mean, the, 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 it's it, it's can he keep the ball in the ballpark? That's that's the biggest thing. And it's can he keep the ball within the confines of the park because he's going to strike out the world. He's going to strike out 12 plus. He's got 80 stuff. He's got three pitches over 75. He's a lefty. He is going to strike out the world, especially in OTP 21. That is a given. And the walks have been consistent. And they they're have. trending downward. They've come down a bit, and that, and that's to be expected with as he as he gets older, as he as that control comes in. So he's gone to four and a half, four, three and a half. What about what about the home runs? One point. And, and that's the can he keep the ball in the ballpark? I that's going to depend on 
how many of his starts come at home. Because that was a big thing with someone like Mondragon last year, to bring it back to someone that I, that I know his splits. Mondragon gave up 1.2 home runs last year, and he still had an ERA of 4.59. How's that? Because he, he had an ERA of 6 on the road because he had four different stars giving up three-plus home runs. Same thing with uh, 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 Corpening. Can he yep. keep the ball in the ballpark when he's not in the friendly confines? Well, Corpening's the opposite somehow, but I know what you're saying. Uh, it'll be interesting. I think I think that is the key to Pineda, like you said. It's hard to pitch him um, in this central division, but if you if you were willing to go six starters sometimes or bench him for maybe a week to give him two starts in the next week, if you're creative enough, I think you can make him a very very effective weapon that uh, could live up to the 80 potential. Uh-huh. Just lefty pitchers who strike out 13 a nine. I don't know. Like, it's hard to name another one. We have not Ramos. had many, very many. Right, like, Ramos and Alvarado. Can you name a right. bad one? <laughs> can you name yeah, a well, non-Hall of Famer who's lefty and strikes out 13 for nine? Uh, no. Does uh, Alberto Venegas count? He might be Hall of Fame. You never know, Jake. You're right. You never You never know. It's um, I'm always going to hate Juan Pineda. Uh, I, I, I just think he's always going to be a guy where the ERA – looks bigger than it should based on the bars. Um, and maybe you're right. Maybe trap guy's the wrong phrase, but I just don't think he's going to be good. Okay, so so we, we've talked about it. Who else in this rotation do you trust? I don't like Verlade, but I, I think I trust him. I think he is what he is, and he's been pretty Juan darn Velarde. effective. Yeah, Verlarde. Yeah, I think he's he's all right. He's Why what he is, is he a two-way? I, it's it drives me nuts. Uh, I hate it. I hate it because I always see his fucking hitting stats and like I don't really need to see that. Though he did play last year and he OPS nine twenty nine with those ratings. <laughs> I mean, maybe and he was the- still a negative WAR player. I don't get that. He went he went two for six with a double and a walk. That's yeah. weird. Um, I, I that's weird that he saw the field. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Trent doesn't care, so I don't care. I I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. He's a pitcher, and I don't think he's a terrible one. But Jake's right. After that, it gets lean pretty quickly. Deerich uh, over under eighteen point two Ks per nine for Pedro Anaya. Over. Easy over. Easy money. So it's worth noting he's oh. gone from a seventy five overall to a oh. forty five overall. As a reliever. Do you know why? I'm because dead. he all of a sudden doesn't throw very hard. So I take he back what I said. a velocity hit. I'm going to take the under by a massive number. I'm going to take the under on 12, I think. 2021, Pedro and I could have been the best reliever season we had ever seen. I mean, hell, it's in the conversation. Even in an abbreviated season, a 108 ERA in 42 games, 58 innings, 19.9 Ks per nine, and a FIP of 102. It's it's a bummer. If he didn't what get hurt and he have put up that stat line, even what if he pitched 58 been? innings and didn't get hurt and just pitched less, I think we would have voted for him to win the award. It's It's the best season, probably. The best stretch of 58 innings we've ever had. Yeah, I don't like it. 
I, Trent gets I, pissed whenever we talk about the Royals. I hate the Royals. I picked the Royals to win the Central last year on this pod. Fucking mad about all of it. It, uh, everything about this team bothers me. God. So even when you're nice to Matt, he pisses you off. By I know because losing games. again, I chat on the Royals nonstop. He made the playoffs a couple of years had pretty good teams. Continued to chat on the Royals. Then I try to be nice, pick them to win the division. They're shit on ice, even though Bruce Contras has one of the best years you'll ever see. And and they still sucked. It was how does this happen? It just doesn't make sense. I. I think it's sort of cool that teams like Milwaukee and Kansas City try to run all the time. Yeah. When's the last one that was good? When's the last team that tried to do this? They were Toronto all- last year stole 200-plus bases, set the record for most stolen bases in the East. There you go. Well, I think the problem is uh, these guys think that, like, okay, I'm going to get all these awesome hitters who steal bases. The teams that steal bases and are successful, Toronto aside because they're just perfect, uh, it's pitching teams, pitching teams that have great defenses and can't hit, so they have White to steal ball. bases to score. Yeah, they have to play small ball. You don't need to play small ball when you got Contras and Flint and Brashear and Aaron Paris. I mean, I think it would be fun to see a team that steals bases and relies on it. They don't really rely on it because they do have actual hitters. Yeah, I mean... I thought this team looked really good last year, and now they just don't look as good. ADD, man. That's all it is, I think. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, This team looks fucking really bad. Worse than I expected. I feel like I'm missing a player or something. But you're right. The rotation looks so horrendous, they're not going to win any games. I... I don't disagree. I mean, at, at what point does, does Ted Heineman come to the rotation? Paul Leggett. Uh, former All-Star Chris Marks. Oh, I was just thinking that. Jared, Jared Turner, Turner, why not? Someone tell me, uh, Trent, how old do you think Chris Marks is? I don't know, 104? I don't know. 31. Maybe 30? Maybe 30? Yeah. 31. Okay. I think I would right, let's, 30. Let's get the hell out of Kansas City. Yeah. I, they I, suck. I I hate this team. I'm just gonna pick Kansas City for eighth every fucking year. Like I All right, let's team. stay in the state. Let's talk about the Cardinals. Oh yeah, won't be picking. Nathan up. Banning back in the rotation. Don't know why. Uh, they have Luis Perez in the rotation again. He's fine. Garrett Woods fine. Antonio Jimenez. Eh. Nate. D- uh, how is this team seven and five through two weeks? The, the one player on this team – there are two players on this team I want to talk about. I'm guessing everyone and their mother can guess one of them. DJ? DJ. And then the other is Jesus Susana. Oh, I thought it was going to be the other angel, Banning. Uh, but... ba- Banning is Banning is what – he's a reliever. He's a very good reliever. I don't think so. Oh, I think he can start. He started I last think, year and was very effective. Uh, 8.7Ks for uh, – he was good, not great in the rotation last year. Yeah, I'll take a good, not great starter over a good reliever any day. <laughs> 180 yep. innings, baby. Uh, he, then again, he's also the ace of this Cardinals team. So, Well, the Cardinals aren't yeah. good. That's got nothing to do with Nate So Thank let's start bro. with DJ because I do love myself some Bathara Jajadingrad. Oh, I love DJ. Uh, Can anyone – someone else try to pronounce his name, please. Bathara Jajadingrad? 
No, I don't think you say the G. Jajadingrat. Hahadinra. Hahadinra. I think it's oh. haha. Jajadingrat. Don't say any of the Ds. Haha in rat. Huh? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> He's Aha, from, he is, from is he is he first generation American? He's from Missouri. I mean, for the love. Yeah, whatever. Look at that. He's a cardinal from Missouri. You sent him home. I did. I did send him home. Jake, here's a question. Would you do that trade uh, right now? I think so. I think, I, I, yeah, I would. Yeah. I think DJ Liz is awesome. I, I, knowing what I got out of Mondragon last year, yeah. He was a three and a half, four pitcher, four FIP. I, I don't think I could have asked for more. I, I love Josh Oningrat, but also, yes, to, to answer your question, yes, I make that trade again. Yeah, I think he's a 75-range outfielder, right-handed. And and he would be probably my starting right fielder right now instead of Aaron Long. Oh, I think he'd be playing center for you. Instead of Boren? Yeah, I think, I, think, uh, I think he's got gold glove written all over him. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he hits. He's kind of weird. I want to say he struggled last year and then went bananas for a week and it all of a sudden so the numbers I'm if i'm sure. be honest the reason i moved him is because i had ben carson kevin tipsword flashbacks yeah i don't think that's fair the contact speed combo gave me tipsword flashbacks gave me yeah. carson flashbacks you're forgetting right-handed gold glove center fielder Which is what, yeah i i well, understand no, but, but hold but, on Let's 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 talk about DJ a little bit here as a hitter. Leave the defense alone, right? He hit eight ten last year as an OPS. Higher or lower this year? Or is that I, about I right? don't I think that's very close about, to right. Four nineteen is about his slugging ceiling. I think it might be lower. And but I think that might be worth five war. Well, he right. might be plus fifteen. I mean, enough. is his ceiling Ramiro Mendez? No, it's yeah. higher than that, I think. Well, oh, yeah, Mendez was seven war at his peak, so I suppose. Yeah. No, I don't think that – and I'm not sure uh, Judge Adengrad ever gets that high. I don't think he ever makes it to seven war. Like, I feel like 800, 850 OPS. I think his career high in OPS is probably 850, right? Like, I, he's just he's just not going to be that great a hitter. Now he might hit 300 every year, but, you know. I think you're right. It's a bummer he can't steal more bases because he's so fast, but it looks like he'll never have a 30-steal season. But, man, I just – I think he's a gold glover who plays every day. He doesn't kill you offensively, and that's five war to me. Yeah, no, I think he's a really good player. Just a really good player. Yeah. I think I would take him over Mondragon one for one and not question him. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I have to shut up about Mondragon a little bit. Because he was actually decent last year in California, which vexes me. So, you know, had to shut up a little. Um, Susanna, that's the other guy you want to talk about? Susanna, yeah, Preston Gain, I guess, a bit. I don't understand why he's DHing for the life of me. I mean, I guess that Ruiz and John Johnson both have 65 range. I feel like there's Gain a trade to be made. 70. Uh, if I'm Sly or Chicago or one of these teams that has too many DHs, I think I'd be giving St. Louis a call for one of these guys. 
Get someone who can play defense. I mean, can Preston Game hit? That, that, that's the thing. Can he, can he hit for average? I don't – I think the answer is no. Definitely no. But he could hit for power, and in guaranteed he, rate, maybe he, he plays better field than scrape. He's a worse version of Javier Martinez. Yes, offensively. He's Jose Colon if he could hit 20 points better. No, that is not what he is, but okay. Yeah, they're, they're different. Yeah. Very different. I like the idea of talking about Sasena, and I'm going to take the reins here. Why do we all not hate Jesus Sasena? Why do we all not hate him, call him a palindrome guy? Because I got bad news for you. He fucking is. Like, he's a palindrome guy. This guy um, should suck. Why do we like him? All right, I'll tell you a couple of reasons. One, uh, splits are good both ways because he's a switch hitter and he doesn't suck versus one of them. That's rare and that's nice. Palindrome guys, I hate with a passion, but the fact that he's not 40 contact is a big difference. And the fact that he's not something like 35, 40 K is a big difference. But he's also going to get on base at a decent clip because he's going to walk. That's kind of the one thing palindrome guys need is that biggest bar to be I. They need a big eye number, yep. And he's a third baseman, which is not just a third baseman. He's a fantastic defensive third baseman. And we've already gone over this. Our league doesn't have very many of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, who's, if, if Jesus Susenna is a left fielder, fuck him. I don't even, I don't even want to look at him. I don't care. Well, or if he's left-handed, right? Oh, like, God. Yeah, get the hell out of my face. Right. But in this situation, switch hitter. Hits both, plays D at a shallow position. He's nice. Okay. He's not going to hit 306, by the way, but that's just two weeks. So. No, but look what he did last year, and that seems pretty sustainable. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just the third base thing. I'm, And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say I love the guy or I'm... Uh, he's so angry. Whatever. Trust me, I, I hate all palindrome guys. I am a unbiased hater of that shape in general. Oh, I hear you. I, uh, I here's 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 a question. Pretend for a moment we care about Jason's team here, the St. Louis Cardinals. What like, would care you about them being good? Yeah, that we care about them going in the right direction. Oh yeah, we don't care. Would we? Right, I know. So I said pretend. Would I'd, we tell him to trade Jesus Sustainus? Should this guy not be on the team? This guy should not be on the team. Like, he has tradable assets. Nathan Banning, he's a tradable asset. Right? Like, shouldn't these guys all be gone? I don't know. Um, I don't know their farm system well enough. I guess I can look. But I, I really, I care so little about this team. Uh, I mean, they have the number two farm system. So... Because they've got two top ten assets in uh, Murdoch and Dantini. God, Murdoch's uh, a guy I hate. Trent, you want to look at a guy I hate? That's Murdoch. But yeah, if if those two guys come up in the next year or two, Susana's in the same age range, so I'm fine with it. Maybe they're competitive if both those guys totally max their ceiling out. Maybe. It's worth a shot. But Tarlow's really got to turn this thing around. I don't know. They've been so bad for so long. I don't know any, what to think any, of Anything Tarlo. more in St. Louis? Yeah, they're, they're just not very good. 
All right, let's head to Colorado. Uh, what's the one thing you can do in Colorado, Trent? Uh, you can hit. And what's the one thing you can't do in Colorado, Trent? You can't try to pitch. Yeah, and that's what they've done. Third and runs scored, 16th and runs against. That that matches up, right? Oscar Grajeda hitting 400 first two weeks. Willie Benavidez, seven home runs. Ooh. Love, 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 love Benavidez uh, in Coors. Melvin Muratala, he looks like a nice little 23-year-old starter here for the Rockies. He's a 2.87 ERA through three starts. But outside of that, it ain't pretty. Mike Vacciano was someone that a lot of people liked as a signing. He has been a fucking train wreck through two starts. Yeah, he's he's he was almost a Philly. I think I offered him more money. Now, not much. I mean, but, you know. Yeah, that was a very, very cheap get. I don't know if he's actually good, but I, I like I'm, I like the signing. I'm convinced he is not good. But yes, he, you're <laughs> right. right. He has not been good. So. The first Rocky I want to talk about is Mike Baird. This dude exploded this offseason. I don't know if you're seeing what my scout's seeing, but it's a Tovar-esque, it's Tovar-type jump. And he's a very, very, very weird pitcher. Everyone pull him up? I have him up. I do not see a Tovar jump when I go from OSA to my at? scout. But Mike Baird. Mike Baird. I have him 65-70. I have him 65-75. All right, bars. Uh, seventy, sixty, sixty. I have right. seventy, sixty-five, sixty-five, and, and that's unlike current. most righty side armors, he doesn't have awful splits. He's such a fucking weird dude, and I get. And he's joy. only forty stamina, which hurts. So he's he's got these beautiful bars. For reference, I have seventy-five, sixty-five, sixty-five, and somehow he still looks kind of shitty because he's a righty side armor. With 40 stamina and has a shitty fastball. He's the weirdest guy there is. And I think he's really, really good. Yeah, he's got a weird arsenal. It's the most bizarre. He's got a cutter changeup splitter with a shitty fastball trying to get guys out in cores. Yeah. Other than that, he's like the dream for cores because he's high movement, ground ball. But, yeah, he's a weird guy. Plus, he's got that borderline starter shit. Jake won't like that. So, I mean, I think he's, if we were ranking starters, I think Mike Baird would rank pretty damn high. At this point, he's, what, 11.4 Ks per nine this year. That's I mean, honestly what, what I look at when I see borderline starter versus starters. What, what, what's that K number looking like? That's plenty high And someone for me. like oh, yeah, Geraldo. That's we'll talk good. about in a bit. This year, it's only nine. Mind you, I now have him as a starter, but last year was 8.3, and he's got 75 stuff. So when I when I talk about borderline starter versus starter, it's not so much that I don't think that you put them in the rotation they can succeed. Is that are they going to put up strikeout numbers comparable to another person that has the stuff rating that they do when listed as a starter? Yeah, Does that I, make I, sense? I, very much. I, I think Mike Baird is going to be – just fine in Colorado because the expectations go down in Colorado. I mean, why can't he do what he did last year? I mean, I mean he, he's better than he was last year. And last year he wasn't really that bad for pitching in Colorado. He doesn't look that different than John Hall to me. 
I mean, yeah, the numbers are not going to look is, ever that, that good because he's that in is Colorado. High praise, right there. But okay. I don't there, know, man. There, are, how many pitchers you want before you want John Hall? Are there even three? I'm, I'm, I use John Hall as comparison because they're the the two best low stamina guys. But man, it's hard to argue with any part. I mean, you're looking at 75, 65, 65, and I know John Hall's an 80 stuff machine, but I would say they're they're strictly rating wise, they're com- comparable. It's yeah. funny, John Hall's only rated as the eighth best pitcher in Sky. Yeah, that's wrong. It doesn't I mean, matter. It's wrong. It's just not correct. Um, but yeah, uh, rest of this pitching staff is sort of meh. But who cares? They're going to hit. Um, hey, Diedrich wanted to talk about a Rocky. I'm going to talk about a, a couple of Rockies here. Uh, the first one is Orlando Encarnacion, who strikes me as like the perfect Coors guy. Like, really, the perfect Coors guy. Because he's low home run power. Coors is going to give him more. And he, he enjoyed his time at Coors last year. That's for damn sure. He's going to hit. He's going to hit. Hey, is Eric Tejada... Ready for the sky? Uh, yes. But, but should he be in the sky? Yes. But should he be at second base? No. Most certainly not. No. <laughs> he should be at third base. Yes. And that's Don't the issue is that they, they, they have to play him at second. Uh, they, they do have to play him at second, but... I mean, unless, of course, I mean, so him and Fran, I have him and Francis with the exact same defensive ratings. Yeah, I mean, they're both great defensive third basemen, without a doubt. Um, what Keeper just, should have done is traded Francis as part of the Kahara package to Philly last year, and this problem would have gone away, and Francis would have gotten hurt with Philly by now. I'd have been bitter. Everyone would have seen Angry Trent, and Tejada could have been playing third base. Oh, I love Angry Trent. I love all of those things. Damn it, why did that happen? <laughs> I asked him to. I asked him to. So, um, yeah. But, so, yeah, I I, I mean, I, I love the player. Love the player. Um, and he can't play second base. How good can he be? What's his yes. ceiling? Yes. You want to elaborate? I think we have to be a little careful. What do you have for current contact? 45. Because that's what I have. I had me as well. That's that's pretty low, right? So that's got to go up. Not not going to lie. I'm worried about him against lefties. I'm not sure he can stay on the the field against lefties. I think that's out the window. He's a platoon guy forever. Yes. So one one of the things I use that I'll actually – I'll share this tip with others – is when I'm looking at, especially lefties, especially young lefties, I'll look at ratings relative to lower levels to sort of project what that platoon looks like, especially with some of those younger guys where it's 35 contact on both sides. Like, okay, what's that 30? What's that going to grow to? So I look at Tejada's ratings relative to double A, 55 contact overall, that's 60 versus righties, 35 versus lefties. Yep. He's not something you can play against lefties. Mm-hmm. Never. What's inter- I mean, I like that tip. Um, it certainly works. Tejada's case, it didn't matter because he had, I think he had like 60 gap or something as an 18-year-old, like a, a, a stupid high rating gap. 
And versus righties, it was like 70. And versus lefties, it was like 35. So even when he was a child being drafted, it was super obvious that this was a platoon bat forever. And uh, that's why I tore this pick apart. But he's such an interesting player, and I cannot for the life of me predict what his numbers are going to look like. Well, right. I think I think it depends. I mean, could this I mean, be someone like and, – and again, we didn't mention him when we talked about Arizona just because of how bad he's gotten. But could this be someone like Jim Rickett where when he only plays against righties, sure, he's only going to play in 120 games – but he's going to OPS an obscene number. And then if you were to play him every day against lefties, then all of a sudden that number comes down by 80, 90 points. I have a comp for Eric Tejeda. He's DJ Ferrarini. That's what he's going to be. Can't hit lefties. He's going to walk all the time. Got some pop. I mean, it's a different position. I think that's the best I've heard. I like that one a lot. Um, Particularly if Tejada's eye comes in all the way, because that's Ferrarini was an ADI machine. Right. He walked all the time and didn't have high contact. There is a big difference. Like, big is not a big enough word for the difference between 45 and 60 contact. Yeah. So that's nine day. I'm going to drop a future trademark, okay? I think Tejada is a little bit of a gap trap. Gap trap. I think if you take that beautiful blue bar away, it doesn't look nearly as good. I think just like being blinded with an extra bar that's gorgeous makes us think the other ones are so big. Because the home run power is not crazy high. Uh, it's just 60. I mean, if he's at his peak and he's 55 contact, 60 home run, 65 gap or 65 I that's not crazy that's nothing insane so I don't know what he is I think he's a gap trap but I think he's still going to be awfully good particularly so I'm going to ask this using OSA ratings yes prospects only okay do you know how many players match Tejada's 60 contact 60 power 65 I Ooh, I'm going to say not very many. Um, now, these are potentials, right? Doesn't yes, have potentials. To be current, 60 right? potential contact, right. 60 potential power, 65 potential lie. Prospects only, so 25 or younger, with less than 35 oh. um, days of Major League experience. I'll say zero. I was going to say two, because it's so rare to have 65 I and not have another glaring hole in your... In your kit, I guess. So the answer is three. Yeah. None of whom are on teams we talked about. One of them, Donovan Rosinski. Never heard of him. You're going to need to look at this guy. He is a very sexy motherfucker. He was a, he was a former Miami prospect, uh, was at the top of Miami's prospect list for forever as a top oh, yeah, 400 you were, guy. You were talking about him today. And he has absolutely blossomed. Another one, a former third rounder. By the Cincinnati Reds, Jason Suko, 60-55-70-65-60 OSA potentials. Mind you, 25 infield range. Uh-huh. He's destined to be a DH. And then the other one, and we're going to need to know this name very, very soon, Joe Sparrow, center fielder in Virginia, 65-35-65-65-65-65 outfield range. Not only that, a righty. 
Tejada is the only one of those four that's going to have issues against lefties. Rosinski and Suko are both switch hitters that can hit lefties. How do you spell Suko? I'm trying to spell it. S-U-K-O-W. Okay. There he is. Now, Suko can't play defense. No, he cannot. But, yeah, uh, I remember D-Rich. I remember famously, famously, uh, when Tejada went 1-1, and it was Steve drafted him 1-1. You said it was an awful pick, and to Steve's credit, I think he was the highest drafted spec that year. I think he was, yeah. And he's been really good. Who's going to be right? Is it going to be you or Steve? Or or are you not sure? I'd have to look at the rest of the draft class. Um, I never. My my issue with Tejada was pretty simple. It's what's the ceiling for Tejada? It's not that high because he's only going to play 120 games. So just by default, I don't think he's the highest ceiling guy in the draft. And so I don't want to take that guy number one. I want to take the fucking best player. I'm going to find the best player. And Tejada's almost surely not it. Right. That's it. It's just an interesting set of problems. The last guy I want to talk about in Colorado is the guy that Philadelphia traded to him for Kihara, John Perez who also strikes me as the perfect Coors guy because he's going to hit for contact and Coors is going to help the home runs. So plus he's got a over 1000 OPS after two weeks here. So in any event, we'd be done now. So. All right. Uh, we talked about, I believe that was our last team in the central as we crossed the three hour mark. Is it actually been three hours? It has actually been three hours. Is that oh really my. the last team in the central? Okay. Uh, we do talked we about Houston, we, we talked about the White Sox, we talked days? about the Goodness. Cardinals, we talked about the Brewers, we talked about the Cubs, we talked about the Rangers, we talked about the Royals, we talked about the Rockies. All right, I went first last time. Somebody else go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Giving the Rangers, the, the Rangers bullpen is better than they were last year. The 6-4-7 ERA will not last. I, I do not believe that for a second. I think the defense will figure it out as well. Carrillo may probably end up at second base at some point. I don't think that's awful. So give me the Rangers in first. Give me the Brewers in second. I trust the lineup. I trust Pierre and Keaton at the top of the lineup. But I think Cervantes actually has a good year for once. I don't know why, but I'm a Cervantes guy. So give me the Brewers in second. Give me the White Sox in three. I'm a believer in Sandoval. I'm a believer in Fernandez. I'm a believer in Mendez. And I think that rotation will be good enough. That leaves the Astros right there in fourth. The Cubs in fifth just because I don't that, – that defense is going to be the killer. We The – uh, the Rangers at least have a good enough pitching staff to get by, especially in that bullpen. I don't trust the Cubs pitching staff enough, and I think that defense is just going to be so much worse. So the Cubs in fifth behind the Astros, then the Brewers, then the Rockies, then the Royals. I will take the Milwaukee Brewers to win the Central because, you know, I picked California to beat the to win the Pacific. I might as well go with Milwaukee to win the Central. Um, I think maybe this is the year it all comes together and Wood and Witter and Haggerty all stay healthy and the pitchers come together. Maybe Cervantes, who it sucks, even has a good year. Um, I'm going to take the Houston Astros in second because it's just a very Houston Astrosy thing to do um, to finish in second. I'll take the Texas Rangers in third. I'm going to take the White Sox in fourth, the Cubs in fifth, the Colorado Rockies in sixth, St. Louis in seventh, and as promised, the Royals in last place. All right. Um, Texas won. I'm going to take the Cubs, too. 
it's really hard to rank these teams because they all desperately need to make a trade. Texas, Chicago, and Chicago all need to do that. But Texas 1, Cubs 2, Astros 3 for the same exact reasons Trent said. White Sox 4, Rockies 5, Brewers 6, KC 7, and the Cardinals forever 8. The Cardinals forever 8. All right. So let's see. Does that mean we head to the North next? Because the North uh, was the representative of the East in the Sky Championship. It would be. And actually, give me a second here because I'm going to stop this recording at three hours and then start a new one just for the East. All right. I'm going to take five. I don't think I have anything to say about the Blue Jays. They're really good. Um, But we're we're, we're good to keep going. We don't need to split this into two days. Oh, no. I think I'm fine. All right. Let's keep going. 